Why, hello. Welcome to Respawn Aim Fire, the kick-ass reverend gaming podcast from Raffle Idiots. I'm one of your hosts, Adam. Today I'm joined by two wonderful human beings. You might know them. I'm going to start down here. Well, to me, it's underneath me. Uh, Asa, what's going on? What's going on, man? Hey, Good to tell be me, back. Yeah, dude. Tell me about your... Go ahead and give your plugs and all that stuff. Uh, I am the five-star man for uh, Cape Championship Wrestling, uh, doing commentary and production for them uh, here in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. Uh, also doing work for WrestleMax up in St. Louis as well. You can catch them on their uh, YouTube channel at WrestleMax STL. Uh, and then I stream occasionally on Twitch at the five star man with the number five. Uh, and then of course the, the podcasting for Podzilla 1985, whether it's for nerd up the nerdy news show that we do every other week, uh, pro wrestling unscripted on Wednesdays that Adam was just a guest on a couple weeks ago. Uh, and then yeah, just general shenanigans. Awesome. Awesome. And we have this other guy you might've heard about him. Maybe I don't know. I think he's only a Twitter presence. Uh, Holden what's going on, man? <laughs> Thanks for having me. It's uh, it's good to be here. I like what you've done with the place. Oh, yeah. I've cleaned it up. I put a hibiscus <laughs> in the corner. It's a good time. <laughs> Is that a plant? Right? It is. <laughs> That's so. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm on Twitter. Um, I, I also do like a bi-weekly like Apple podcast called Networked. Um, so I do that as well. Um, but yeah, I'm like, I'm a person. I'm, I, don't, I don't do amazing things like, you know, you and Asa, so... Oh, come on. You do podcast. What else? If you, that's all you got to do nowadays, just do a podcast and you're a cool guy. I was going to say that's that's if you're if you're considering what I'm doing, amazing things, you're doing amazing things. <laughs> My not, twin will that. not. I will not. Because if you talk down to yourself, we're basically the same person. So then I take that as an insult. So it's nothing oh. but we're just we're propping each other up here. That's what we're doing. Oh, no, no, no. It's like you guys and like Trevor have like a bajillion podcasts you guys are involved in. I don't know how you guys struggle all that. It's amazing. You guys are powerhouses. Drugs. <laughs> drugs. <laughs> Red Bull. God, I Whatever. wish I was cool enough. I wish I was cool enough for drugs. Just That's not the message cool. we want to send, right? Yeah. <laughs> we're the opposite of dare on this podcast. <laughs> oh, so oh. then we will prevent kids from using drugs. <laughs> Boom. Nailed them. <laughs> absolutely yeah if we you tell can... kids drugs are cool and you know it's a very adult thing to do they'll never want to do it <laughs> yeah be like oh when i hit 30 i love doing drugs they're like i don't want to do any of that uh <laughs> you catch us normally on twitch.tv slash idiots sunday evenings at 8 30 p.m eastern but uh chad is gone so i don't know how to run twitch so these are pre-recorded have a good one uh youtube podcast services at 9 a.m tuesdays so be on the lookout for that and uh, upcoming on today's show, we got TGS 2021. We got Nintendo Direct from two weeks ago, and I had to have Holden talk about it. We got PlayStation's got a new studio, and Konami is bringing back some classics. Look at that lineup. Come on, guys. You got to be excited for this. Yes. The Konami stuff? It's all of yeah. it. The whole all of it, docket. Yeah. I mean, the Nintendo <laughs> stuff is what speaks to my heart, but. But forget we'll, all we'll that. We're going to start with stuff. the boring one. <laughs> <laughs> talking about TGS 2021. Uh, <laughs> so this is uh, a breakdown of Tokyo Game Show 2021, of course, uh, from Adam Bankhurst at IGN. Uh, and this is just some of the highlights from the show. I didn't watch it live personally. I, you know, that's not the thing that I do all the time. Uh, but there's some interesting stuff here. Um, I'm just going to go through the list real quick and we can talk about it afterwards. Uh, Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin, released on March 18th, 2022 which is the Final Fantasy Dark Souls game where everyone wears jean jackets and uh, wife beaters. 
um <laughs> where we have to kill chaos you're burying That's the lead here yeah. it's all about killing chaos Chaos. we've heard that 1800 times uh a demo was released for ps5 and xbox series x that features multiplayer features um and updates to the feedback from the first demo from where i guess people didn't enjoy every part of that um anything about final fantasy we, we can go point by point anything about final fantasy does this do anything for anybody um i i'm curious what the updates are because i played that demo and it was it was terrible like really bad i couldn't believe how like unbalanced and just unfun the boss fight was like i like the soul style like i'm gonna beat my head against the wall for a while until i beat this boss and i'm like this implementation of it was horrible so um yeah i'm not i'm hoping that they updated it satisfactory i didn't play it i it was like it's something that's on my radar but it's very much if it like if it comes out and it reviews good then i'll probably be more inclined to check it out down the line but uh, the big thing that I remember about the demo was that it, they were they made such a big deal about it being timed. And then it just didn't work for like the first 16 hours or whatever. Like no <laughs> one could actually get into it. And it was just like real strong, real strong show when we're coming right out the gate. <laughs> yeah, not a Final Fantasy guy. Uh, certain Dark Soul ish games I get I get down with this one. It just looked to me. It looked very generic. But I also I think Final Fantasy looks generic basically it's a good word for it generic it was very generic yeah but i mean like i said if i guess is like excuse me like asa said if it reviews well i can maybe be interested in checking that out and it, i mean demo's free so uh for spoken co-director i'm really bad with japanese name i'm sorry uh takafumi i assume is with the first name yeah uh creative producer ryo mitsuno Revealed a bit more about the upcam- upcoming game, including its spells, antagonist, and magic parkour. Um, so this is the Forspoken, the PS5 exclusive, I believe. That's incorrect. Um, which is, yeah, a girl gets transported to Magic Land. Um, and they showed more about that. I haven't watched this, but I need to watch this because that game is, I'm my interest is peaked. Absolutely. Was... Especially when he found out that um Amy Hennig is also working on it. Is Amy Hennig someone else? Gary Whitta and somebody else. Is Amy Amy Hennig, Hennig Gary Whitta, and like two other people yeah. that are famous? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that has me excited. I'm very curious because she hasn't done anything in a while now. So yeah. she's got a build up of material I can imagine. So I'm I'm excited to see what they do with that. The gameplay looks really cool. It's gorgeous. Uh I just the, the I don't know if it was the PlayStation showcase. Uh, or whatever, whatever they, I can't keep track of all the different names. Uh, the state of play that was just a few weeks ago, like, or months ago at this point in time means nothing, mm. but like they, they showed us the actual gameplay and like all of the quips and stuff just like were big misses for me. So that actually kind of like, I'm like, oh, oh, all right. Well, again, <laughs> I'm just, this is going to be a wait and see. I'm not, I'm not going to let myself get super hyped on this one. I yeah. definitely agree. The dialogue was not awesome for sure <laughs> like yeah. the like the is that first a fucking draft. dragon yeah first draft of spider-man for sure <laughs> uh, but i'm more interested to look into it because you know again watching the playstation showcase footage i'm like this looks interesting but it's like every environment is just stone buildings so maybe this video shows more locations or that's that my only knock is like yo this is the same four stone buildings over and over again uh, but i'm interested in it uh new shin megami tensei 5 gameplay for people who like Shin Megami Tensei. I distinctly remember always thinking I should love Shin Megami Tensei. 
because I always remember looking at like the box at like Hastings or Blockbuster and just like the character design, like the the monsters that are on there. I was like, this looks amazing. But then it turns out it's a JRPG that's like turn based. And I'm just like, oh, I'm out. That's <laughs> that is just so outside my wheelhouse. And I have tried to like make myself appreciate the genre. And I just I can't if it's not Pokemon, I can't do it. I'm in the same boat there. Like I, I know it's not a game for me at all. But it's in my fantasy draft, so I hope it does well. <laughs> Get you them points. Uh, I just, I think it has some relation to Persona. So it's like a, it's like a spinoff series, I believe. Persona yeah. is the spinoff of Shin Megami Tensei. The spin-off oh, it, is better than the original. Oh, interesting. Yes, Persona. I don't know. Way bigger than Shin Megami Tensei. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. Square Enix showed off new footage of its upcoming <laughs> this this name <laughs> tactical RPG Triangle Strategy. It went from Project Triangle Strategy. Now it is just called Triangle Strategy. Um, the mobile battle royal title Final Fantasy 7, The First Soldier, and Final Fantasy Kart Racer spinoff Chocobo GP. So that was Square Enix just showed a bunch of videos. Um, again, Triangle Strategy, what a great name! I'm they glad they dropped it, the project. They, they, I feel like no one could be surprised at this after Octopath Traveler. Yeah, I think it's just a joke, it's a running joke for that studio at this point, right? It's got to be, it's got to be. They're also so bad at naming their games. I have to wonder if there was like a, oh, Octopath Travel is such a bad name. Hold my beer. Like, just wait for the next one. Because <laughs> it's just so much worse. It's just a terrible title. It feels like when you do the predictive text, <laughs> they're like, let's <laughs> type in project and see what comes up afterwards. Um, but the game, I think the game actually does look cool, but it's an awful name. But the game looks, I like the art style. Tactics mm-hmm. games I'm into. And, you know. It's just what a weird name. And this cart racer. What do you guys think about this? It's not they Mario tried. Kart. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. Mean, if... I just. I. It, it doesn't. I don't think it looks good. I'm not a like. I. I like Mario Kart. I'm. I'm still like debate. Like I really want to buy it. I just. I should probably wait until Friday. Uh. But the hot. The Hot Wheels game, which I know technically mm-hmm. isn't a cart racer, but like. That is kind of like if I'm going to play a racing game, it needs to be just super arcadey or cart cart like. But this, I'm just like, mm, nah, I don't, I don't think this one's it. Not for yeah. me. It's not for me. And it's like I have Mario Kart. I've heard somebody say so like I have Mario Kart, and that's good. I'm happy with Mario Kart. I don't need another cart racer. Like I have my thing. But you're going to get DLC for this Chocobo game before you ever get anything for Mario Kart Eight. So maybe enjoy new cart. DLC when you can. I don't know. Mario Kart 8 still's got such great content, and I'm fine. I'm good. I'm happy. Yeah, it's been had great content for seven years. Uh, no, <laughs> the game is good, but I remember playing it on Wii U and buying the DLC. I'm like, cool. And they're like, we're bringing it back. I'm like, awesome. Will there be more? No. Okay. <laughs> but it is a very good game. So give us all this is just to give us another Mario Kart, please. That'd be awesome. Um, Capcom shared a bunch of new details for the massive Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak expansion. Uh, said introduce master rank level for quest, um, co op stuff, elder dragons. Your monster hunter nerds, you know what you like. Uh, comes out in summer 2022. Also, just really quick, attached to that, that uh, monster hunter rise is finally coming to PC January 12th, 2022. 4K, you know, high frame rate, high resolution, mouse keyboard. It looks like the souped up version of. Monster Hunter Rise, because of course it's on PC. So a lot of Monster Hunter news. Uh, did either of you play Monster Hunter Rise? No, I've not. never been able to get into Monster Hunter. Mm. I played, I played World. Yeah, I played a, I played quite a bit of World. Um, but it 
ended up kind of doing the same thing that most Monster Hunter games do of it just got too grind heavy for me. And there was like I missed a weekend of playing with my friends and it I fell so far behind. There was no catching up and it's it, I wasn't having enough fun solo to like get caught up to where they were. So it just like as soon as I it, once I fell off, I was I was done. But I had like I put dozens of hours into it and had a lot of fun with it. But once it you know, once I stopped playing it regularly, I never went back. Yep, same thing. I played it for about 20 hours, played it with some friends a couple of times, like, cool, and then I stopped playing it, and then I never played it again. Uh, but I know Monster Hunter's huge. It's cool that it's coming to PC. I'm glad it's coming to PC, um, just because that audience, people, you know, we saw with World, people love Monster Hunter, so I think getting it in more places is a good thing, and um, awesome. I know people love, my friend is like the world's biggest Monster Hunter fan, so he's going to definitely play all of this Sun Sunbreaker whatever like he played you know 200 hours of normal monster hunter world and then like 100 hours of the iceborne expansion so i'm sure he's just this is all he's gonna do for the next couple months of his life whenever that comes out all right tango gameworks is developing a new game uh the evil within two director is leading it uh despite tango gameworks working to finish ghostwire tokyo shinji mikami revealed that john johannes the director of Evil Within 2 is hard at work on a new game. So we did see that at PlayStation Showcase, another short video of Ghostwire Tokyo. Um, director of Evil Within 2 is making more stuff. I like this studio, so I'm interested to see what this is. I don't know if it's Evil Within 3, but I'm sure it's another spooky game. I don't know. What do you guys think? Regardless of what it is, it's Xbox's game now. That is true. Everything going Any forward. Yeah, and I've never played a Tango, um, a Tango GameWorks game, but from everything I've heard, they make good stuff, so I'm sure this will be good too. Yeah, I'm just not. I'm a big old baby, so if it is Evil Within three, that will be the third Evil Within game I do not touch. You know, <laughs> more power to you. I'm happy. I'm happy. You're happy. I'm not. I'm gonna be over here though. What about Ghostwire? <laughs> does that seem too scary to you, or does it seem like okay enough for you to maybe check that out? I could probably do Ghostwire, but it just does not like from that initial teaser video that we got and then to what we saw at the PlayStation event. I'm just like, ah, this isn't something that I'm it just doesn't look that interesting to me. Like, it's just it's just out of my wheelhouse. Not that it looks bad or anything. It's just it doesn't speak to me. It looks weird as hell. It looks mm -hmm. really bizarre, but in a for me, in a cool way, I'm very curious to see. More of that. Mm hmm. Yeah, we'll see. I like Evil With. I played one, and I'll put a little bit of two. Um, very spooky game. They're really not a spooky gamer, but my friend made me play it, and I think they're very good. Ghostwire, yeah, they, I don't know what that game is. <laughs> it looks wild. I couldn't tell you what you do, though. Um, I'm excited It's for first that. person. We know that. <laughs> you know, you know, um, first person, Ghost in Tokyo. That's all I can guess. Uh, and then the last story, I included this one. This one wasn't super heavy news, but I think it's interesting because of the context. Uh, Deadly Premonition Swery revealed that uh, his upcoming game, The Good Life, set to be released on October 15th, will get an Xbox-exclusive demo. So this uh, today shows a lot of Nintendo, a lot of PlayStation, but I love to see that Xbox was like really going to TGS and trying to do stuff. Like, Phil Fencer was like, yo, we care. We, we want to do stuff. We want more games that, you know, um, kind of serve the audience. So, you know, getting a Swery demo exclusive is just, 
sort of that thing. And then, you know, a lot with the, the cloud streaming is coming and then like that'll probably help because, you know, people do mobile stuff in Japan. Um, so I just thought it was cool that Xbox was like kind of tried to be there. They weren't, you know, I don't think they tried too hard, but they were like, hey, we're here, guys. Pay attention. Yeah, it's Japan is such an opportunity for them because basically if they can reach three more people, like that's a huge improvement mm-hmm. <laughs> from what they were doing before in Japan. Almost double. Like, yeah, basically. It's not really that hyperbolic, though. Like Xbox uh, One would sell like 400 consoles a week or something yeah. like that. Like it's really small, their presence. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see them starting to adapt to that because I'm kind of curious what their presence will look like in Japan and how that will influence the rest of the industry. Yeah, I really think that the cloud stuff is going to make a big difference because if because, you, you yeah. know, we know from Japan, like Japan didn't buy a lot of PS4s, really. It was mostly all switch. Yeah, because it's like it's portable. So be like, hey, here's get Game Pass, play it on whatever you want. You know, give Microsoft some money, but here's a bunch of stuff. And we're also giving games that cater to you. I think that's a way to make a foothold in that territory compared to just buy our tall box that we know you don't want because people don't buy tall boxes in Japan. So <laughs> that's a good idea. That's- that's a really good point about the cloud infrastructure. I hadn't actually considered that with Xbox. That's a really good point because um, the the cloud games on Switch, like Switch obviously is the dominant console in Japan, no question. And a lot of these like Resident Evil 7 cloud version and like Hitman 3 cloud version, the recently announced um, uh, Dying Light 2 um, cloud version, all these games are there because they can then sell those games in the Japanese market because they need to sell them to more switch owners and they have a good internet infrastructure and like Wi-Fi is basically everywhere so they can get away with it. So I think it's a good point that actually might be a problem for Sony because as good as PlayStation now is, I think people think of Xbox when they think of cloud gaming right now. So I, that's a good point. They did just put uh, Scarlet Nexus on Game Pass as well in a pretty like it was almost like a shadow drop. It because we they made a, you know the big deal about Avengers coming. But then they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, also Scarlet Nexus, which is a, you know, big JRPG mm-hmm. release for the year. So. Yeah, they were definitely trying to make moves. So I think they're overall a Japanese studio soon. They yeah. have to. Yeah, you got to. Yeah. Uh, I think overall TGS was solid. It's so funny doing this show, you know, just for the last whatever month and a half or eight years, you know, time is a circle. Um, every week, it's just like, hey, here's another showcase with some games. Um and in the grand scheme of everything we've done, this one I probably cared the least about, but I think it actually was probably like a B plus for announcements. Like if you care about this stuff, I think it'd be like awesome. Um, there's some things in there I was interested in. I normally don't really care about Japanese gaming, uh, but I was like, this is pretty solid. I think overall, like better than uh, THQ's whatever thing that they did. Um, so I, I think overall is pretty decent. I can't nothing to complain about. I didn't see it like if you're like going off of the highlights, like if this is the full list of announcements that happened, there's not a lot of filler. Like, I mean, I guess you could kind of make the argument that Square kind of limped into it, you know, with the the name reveal and then a mobile battle royale like that wasn't groundbreaking. But also (laughs) because to me personally, none of this is essentially groundbreaking. I don't know. But yeah, no, it seems like they kind of they got in. They made the announcements that they needed to make and it was out. There wasn't a lot of downtime there wasn't a lot of filler and like you said the people who are going to be excited about this you know are excited so yeah i'm happy they're happy there you yep. go that's how i feel about it uh all right we're gonna go ahead and move on to playtime. we're talking about some games we've been playing everyone plays video games this is what we do on a video game podcast it's like if you didn't play video games on a video game podcast you'd be like hey i play professional football but i'm a punter uh anyways holden 
<laughs> what have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing a lot, but uh, I'm going to keep it uh, to just a handful here. Um, the main thing I've been playing recently is Outer Wilds Echo of the Eye. Outer Wilds was a big surprise to me back in 2019. Um, it's like a indie game, like small team kind of thing. Um, and it's a very tough game to talk about because it's very unique. And I feel like if I say anything about it, I will spoil and ruin the game for people who want to play it. Because so much of the game is like learning things and then using that knowledge to further progress in the game. Um, so I, I feel like I can't say anything about it. But um, Echo of the Eye so far is really, really cool. Um, the basic premise of the game is you're in this like, you know, simulated solar system that runs in a 22 minute loop. And then after the loop is over, the sun explodes and you start back from the beginning again and kind of use the knowledge you learned to find new ways to navigate. Um, I really like it a lot so far. I did run into a problem, though, where I I down, I'm playing on PS4. I played it on P, sorry, I played it on PS5, but I played the, the original version of the game on PS4 and my save didn't carry over and my save somehow is gone. I probably deleted it at some point, so I don't have my previous save which is okay because the game, you don't get items. You don't get anything. You literally just learn things and learn how to explore. But um, I, your ship will like log what things you have found. So I'm trying to find out how to access the DLC. And I don't know. I didn't know how to access it. And I can't, I couldn't remember like, Oh, is this thing I stumbled upon? Is that a part of the original game? Or is that in the DLC? And I just ended up having to like look that up, which was kind of bummed about, but I'm glad I did because I'm kind of on the path now. And the game is just so cool. It's amazing. Um, to kind of give an idea of like what kind of like, you know, game it is, I'll say how like the DLC starts. You are you get a signal from like a, um, saying that there's an, an, an anomaly and you have like all these pictures in this room and you look at them, you realize that one of the pictures shows something like this black circle on the sun, but none of the other pictures have it. And there's like an angle associated with each picture, like the angle that the satellite um, took the photo. So you go to that satellite and you wait for it to hit that same angle. And you see that, you know, black circle show up in the sun and you start to, you know, fly towards it. And you have to keep this, like that black circle in line with, um, with the sun. So you don't miss it. And then when you find it, it's this like pitch black hole with this like space station inside of it. And you get inside of this building and it's like the halo ring on the inside where it's like the landmass just is like circular um, on the inside of this like giant space station. And it's just so cool, like how you discover things and the it's awesome. It's a very hard game to talk about, but I, it's one of my favorite, at least the original game is one of my favorite games ever. It's an absolute masterpiece, but I'm I'm so thrilled just to have DLC for this and you get to play more of it. It's fantastic. That's yeah, I was thinking because I I played the original and so the DLC is just part of the main game. It's not like a I guess it really can't do a post game thing. I mean, I don't know. But yeah, so it's just you're playing the game and it becomes part of the main game. Yeah, there's okay. basically a new like there's the planets and there's like a new object. A new that, okay. Yeah, it's a new area and you kind of go there and it seems like I haven't gotten very far into it, but it seems like everything happens in there. It was like separate, but it's still a part of the main world. Okay, interesting. So it's fantastic. I think that game is brilliant. I really wish more people would uh, give it a chance because it's awesome. And then really briefly, I played uh, Kenna, which was, looks like we'll talk a little bit about later on. I like it. It's good so far. And then I played Eastward, which is also good. I like it so far, but I don't know if I'm going to finish it yet. I have no idea. 
So sure. not, not much to say about those quite yet, because I'm still pretty early on in those. But Okay. Uh, well, Asa, I guess we'll go to you, because I guess that kind of is a perfect segue. Yeah, um, I have been not playing a lot of interesting things, really, I don't think. Um, because I, so I bought uh, Kana last week when it came out, and I literally started it today, because I just have not had a lot of time to play things. Um, so I am very early in it. I'm literally only maybe 45 minutes into to like an hour into it. I'm liking it so far. Uh, I, it's obviously it's beautiful. The I like the art design. Um, I would go on record right now as saying that those little the uh, it's a terrible name for them, but the rot, the cute little critters <laughs> yeah. that like follow you around and, and follow you, I would die for them. I would die for them because <laughs> um, they're just they're tiny and perfect, and I love them. Um, and, and it's just like in the back of my mind playing this, I'm like something bad's going to happen to them. Like, I just, I, I can feel it. Like they're going to do something messed up to these things and I'm not going to be okay. There's um, going to be some tears coming up. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited to get more into it because from like different reviews that I've seen and hearing people talk about it, it, the later you get into it, the more interesting it gets. Cause you get new abilities because it does start off very basic jump, light attack, strong attack. Uh, and the little scan button, and that's pretty much it. So, mm-hmm. uh, I also the pretty much the game that I've been putting the most time into over the last few weeks or months really has been Red Dead Redemption Two Online. Key uh, brother, that is our howdy y'all, uh, howdy partner. Uh, that is the game of choice. Like we kind of my friend group mostly was we were playing Call of Duty a lot. And then we just kind of slowly got frustrated with it because the the matchmaking wasn't very good. Like there would be we would get just our teeth kicked in for three games in a row and then we would just destroy the next game and then go right back to just getting just curb stomped. It was bad. Um, So we got frustrated with that. We just kind of were bouncing around different games. But it seems like we landed on uh, Red Dead because it was on Game Pass. The, The online was on Game Pass for a while. So and they, I haven't played online since the online launched, and they've added a bunch of stuff to it. There's a bunch of new stuff you can do. Um, we do a lot of the trader uh, and bounty hunting things like that. Moonshine's fun. We do the a couple of the guys have moonshining uh, stuff set up, so it pretty much just like all right, we'll jump into a posse who has you know all right, we'll do this delivery, we'll do this moonshine, jump into whoever else's next up to get their stuff loaded up and. Uh, so that's been a lot. That's been a lot of fun. If you have a group of people to play with, I wouldn't recommend doing it like solo by any stretch. But if you've got a good group to get in there with, it it can be a blast. Um, but the reason that I haven't been playing more of that or Kana lately is because this weekend and last weekend was the Halo Infinite flights. And I got into this round of it. And that's all I've been wanting to do. Like it's going on right now. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, Okay, so I got the text message from my landlord. My package is there. So I'm as soon as we're done with this, I'm going to bolt and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to jump into uh, the Halo Infinite flight because it's it's it feels so good. There's there there's some problems. It's clearly a beta like it's clearly a early build of it. But this has me more excited for December than I even thought I would be like I was already excited for it because it's Halo. But then like. I was like, okay, yeah, it's going to be like, I'm fine. Like, I don't care about, you know, that single player stuff that they showed that everybody seemed to hate. Like, yeah, it wasn't mind blowingly awesome, but 
I didn't really care because it's Halo. So maybe I'm part of the problem. But <laughs> I already knew I was going to be excited about it. But yeah, as soon as now that I've like got my hands on it and actually getting in there, I'm I'm very excited. It it feels really, really good. Uh, it's it's quick like you it's I don't know. It's it's Halo. It like it, it, it feels like Halo's back. Um, I'm not a huge fan of how they do the XP for like the battle, the battle pass, because you actually get certain objectives that you have to hit. And I know, again, it's, it's very early, but like I did two games that I would have completed those. And for whatever reason, it just failed to load the stats after the game. So I lost that. Um, but, and then some of them are like, oh, play it, finish a game of Slayer. It's like, all right, well, you've given me two capture the flags and then a hard point or whatever the Halo version of is it in a row, like just then put me in a Slayer. So I don't know what the final game is going to look like if you can turn off certain game modes or things like that. But it's it's fun. It's it, the the grapple shot is I I did the coolest thing and then I completely forgot to like record the clip of I latched onto a ghost, pulled into it, hijacked the dude, ran him over with it. It just oh like it's the coolest thing I'll do in that game and I did it on the pre beta test flight for the server stress test, but <laughs> I did it. It was cool. Do you think this could be kind of 343's redeeming moment with Halo? Because I don't think they've been bad, but there's kind of been a kind of feeling that this is not as good as the Bungie era. Yeah, you're not my real Bungie, uh, is is very much the the <laughs> mentality from it. Um, I think it could be, but who said it? Like, I don't know if I saw it on Twitter or if it was like on an X-Cast or something like that. But like, I really do think they need to add a battle royal to really stay competitive because yeah it's great that the multiplayer is free like you don't have to have gold you don't have to have game pass to jump into the multiplayer like that is a huge plus and i think that is going to get a ton of people who wouldn't normally try it out to try it out but there's just something about that battle royale loop that keeps people coming back mm -hmm. um Absolutely, yeah. but i do and you know as far as because even like halo 5 i don't think people hated the multiplayer on that it was just the story was a big letdown for a lot of people so yeah, yeah. if if they can nail if the if the single player feels like the multiplayer does and they have a, you know, really a solid story to back it up, I think people will be very, very pleasantly surprised that, you know, or, you know, at least be finally able to, OK, three, four, three. They know what they're doing. They finally nailed it. Let's go. Let's, you know, now we have a halo that we can just say that we loved and continue to play for forever. But. Yeah. I don't know. There's there are a lot of people that are just like, no, it has to be Bungie. Three, four, three is trash, you know, but those people you're probably never going to like they'll play it. They'll put, you know, hundreds of hours into it and still just be like, oh, I miss the, I miss the old Halo. But they're not playing the old Halos. They're, they're going to be playing infinite. <laughs> you can play the old Halos. They're still there. They're still supported. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I think you're right. I think that the battle royale is an important step for them because they're because they're kind of pitched with infinite is this is the next 10 years of Halo or something like that. Like mm -hmm. this is going to be like the platform for Halo going forward. So I feel like they have to include battle royale like, in the, within the next decade. I can't imagine them not adding in a battle royale. My question. So my question, though, is for you, because it seems like you're in on the Halos and the lures and all that. Do you think it's a lore reason why they won't do battle royale? Like to have the Marines fighting against each other or to have like the Covenant fighting against each other and like it doesn't fit in the lore maybe and they'd have to find a way to get it to match. I mean, I hope not because like they really don't have any lore explanation for like why all these Spartans are murdering each other trying to grab flags. Yeah, it's That's like fair. it's simulation. Yeah. It's war games. Yeah. We're training. 
That's what they always do. Yeah. <laughs> it would be cool if they had like a, a war version of it where you had your squad of three, but there's like a, you know, the Marines versus the Covenant kind of thing. And so if you find out the Marine squad, you can kind of team up with them if you want to and go after Covenant, but you're going after the Covenant. Mm-hmm. They had a kind of maybe an interesting dynamic to throw in there. Who knows? I feel like it's a thing that they'll add eventually. I don't think that they would never add another game mode. I feel like they, they know what they need yeah. to do. And we're always going to have like the rumors of it because like they even said like, oh, the the only the only BR that Halo that matters to Halo is the battle rifle. But then like data miners out of the first flight or something like that found uh, voice clips for the announcer that could be used in a battle royale mode that seemed very, you know, battle royale specific. So I don't I don't know. I'm just kind of along for the ride to me personally. Like I've been I haven't been playing a lot of Fortnite this season, but uh at least, you know, the the Marvel season, I got real into it. And the last season, I got pretty into it as well. But this season hasn't really grabbed me. Um, so it it really is just like if they do do a Battle Royale Halo, I will absolutely try it out. Uh, I will try to get my friends who don't like Battle Royales to maybe, you know, no, no, let's let's try this one because it's Halo. Because, you know, Fortnite, I can understand people don't really enjoy the shooting mechanics and the building mechanics to it. But like if it's if it plays and feels like Halo, then maybe they'll be more inclined to to give it a shot. I didn't know there was a data mine leak like that. And to me, that's like the smoking gun. Because when you're making a game like that, you have your test versions that you're testing out stuff like, oh, are we going to do a battle royale? Like, let's try it out in the test version and kind of go from there. And then they'll carry it over to the main version if they want to do it. Um, so that, um, whatchamacallit, so that, like, you know, um, when it's ready to, to be played by people and that kind of stuff. So if it's in a version that is playable by people, they're seriously considering it. Yeah. They must and I've, yeah. So there is there. Yeah, there was a leak. As spotted by reset error user, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Data. Yeah. Data mind. Halo infinite technical preview uh, features a clip that sounds exactly like the game's announcer saying the words battle royale. Mm-hmm. So that's what it now, granted, it also could just, you know, maybe the, the a big free for, you know, in, in, in pro wrestling, because if it wouldn't be a Asa podcast appearance without bringing up pro wrestling at least once, you know, a, a if you start with a bunch of people in the ring and you have to throw them over the top rope, that's called a battle royale. So if it's like maybe they want to call their big 16 person free for all Slayer mode a battle royale. I think that would be a big mistake because that <laughs> word has completely been co-opted at this point. Yeah. Uh, but you, you never know. Com- companies are going to company. <laughs> Halo's going to do You're it all brand new thing. A... It's, called, it's called Warzone. It's not a battle <laughs> royal. It's a war zone. There's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> all yeah, right. That's what, that's what I've been playing. That's good stuff. I'm glad that everyone's in, um, having fun with the Halo flight. Seems like everyone's enjoying that. Uh, as far as me, I'm only playing one game because I've been gaming so hard. You know, I had to play Batman for Barf. We had to do a review of Deathloop, which is coming soon. I had to beat that. I was like, what does Adam want to play? That's just good old-fashioned Southern... I'm going to do it the South. I played XCOM 2. Started up a game of XCOM 2 the other day. Played about 15 hours of that. Uh, XCOM 2 is one of the best games ever made. Everyone should enjoy that. Make all your friends. Let them die. Get killed by aliens. Fun time. Love it. <laughs> Because they had, a, they had an eighty-eight percent chance to hit, and they missed. And they missed. He's like, "You deserve to die, kid." I'm sorry. I have it on PS Plus. I really, really want to play it. I just haven't gotten the chance. 
Uh, yeah, XCloud 2 War of the Chosen, which is the expansion pass, is yeah, basically a perfect video game. So that's why I'm so excited for them to make the Marvel Midnight Suns because they do not miss. Um, so yeah, anyone, if you got a chance to play it, I would definitely suggest playing War of the Chosen because it's the entire game. It's just like um, the DLC you were talking about. It's DLC, but it's incorporated into the main campaign. But regardless, the game's great. Uh, it's fantastic. And that's I was looking over... You know, it's really snazzy that PlayStation and Xbox, they have like the apps and it's like it shows you most recently played. And it's like, oh, yeah, the only thing I played was XCOM. That's nice to know. Uh, <laughs> so that was it for me. Nothing else interesting there. Just waiting for other things to come out. I guess I got to start the new Barf game for the month of October. But we'll get into that later. Um, so next we're going to our quest log. We're going to get into the, the rest of the stories for the day. And first up. Holden, I'm going to let you take command of this one. Uh, but Nintendo Direct was would have been last week's show, but you know we took off and just released uh, the Batman Arkham Asylum barf. So I have quick hits, you know, just like here's some of the big highlights from Nintendo Direct. Some of you may already know it, but in case they don't, what are the things that excited you most from Nintendo's Direct? Again, I, I made a list for you guys in case you needed a refresher, but Holden, I'll let you take it since you're Mr. Nintendo. <laughs> so... I don't think this was like their their best event. Um but I think it's fine because they're 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 so stacked right now with their um fall and winter. Like I don't even think they needed to do this to begin with. There's still some good stuff in there that I am excited about. I'm very excited for Kirby and the Forgotten Land. That that has me so pumped. The N64 games coming specifically cuz Paper Mario is there. It's not going to be there at launch, but it was in the scroll. Paper Mario is going to be there. And those are the two things where I'm like, hell yeah, that made it worth it for me. Everything else is fine. I'm not a Bayonetta person. I know that's a big deal to a lot of people, and I think it makes sense that was the closing um, game, but it doesn't really appeal to me that much. And I'm not like hating on the Super Mario Bros. movie, but at the time, I definitely had a what the hell. I've, 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 uh, I was talking to uh, John Hansen on Pixel Street Podcast. We did like a reaction to it, and um we kind of talked each other into a better place about it, but it's definitely still weird. I think the casting's perfect. That's just me. Then I want what you're on and what Nintendo is on and what <laughs> Illuminations is on. I mean, it's a movie, man. They got to sell a movie. To, they're not selling it to gamers. They're selling it to general audience kids and general audience kids love Seth Rogen. So See, do I, they? <laughs> because I, so the, that, cause what that event was what on Thursday or Friday? Oh, was it direct? The yeah. 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 The week, yeah. So it was towards the end of the week. So at the CCW event last Saturday, uh, we were talking about it. And there's a lot of people there who are not, you know, super up on video game news. They are not up on uh, the, the movie news. Like they had no idea this announcement had even happened. So I made a joke about it. And like of the maybe like. And again, this is like not an actual sample size. This is, you know, com completely. Uh, just a tiny percentage, but every time that I ran down the list of the cast, they it, pretty much, it was 10 for 10 of that makes no sense. <laughs> what are they thinking? <laughs> the only one that makes sense is Jack Black is Bowser. Yep. I a hundred percent agree with that. That's one. Perfect. Yeah. He's perfect. And, it's, and it was just like, so if that is, and if that is going to be the, and those that's people who aren't gamers who don't care about video games, who don't, you know, have that, you know, yes, Mario should be Italian <laughs> or I guess I don't I don't know. It's just that 
none of it is like sure i mean anna, anna taylor joy's princess peach is fine uh but and you know i can even kind of see uh keegan michael key is toad oh, if he but i want but i want him to do the toad voice oh yeah and yeah. i want him to be like every toad so it's not just the one there's just yep. hundreds of them mm-hmm. um but outside of that yeah like it especially because you have Charles Barton, like you have the guy who is the voice of Mario and granted this works both ways because because I mean, I'm willing to bet everyone here has seen, oh, we're getting a mainstream big actor to voice a character for insert whatever project here. And they're just not very good just because you're a great actor doesn't mean you're a great voice actor. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's why I'm a little hesitant on a lot of these um, as and same thing with, you know, Martinet, where just because he's a fantastic Mario voice actor, it's not like we're going like Mario Sunshine. He's not given a big monologue about heroism. It, he's making the jump noises. He's going Wahoo. So I don't know if he's a strong enough actor to carry a feature length movie. So I will kind of, you know, like I said, I could see that from both mm-hmm. sides. But that said, Chris Pratt is Mario does not make a lick of sense and you will never convince me that it does. I'm happy for Charlie Day. Make a billion dollars. He should be a billionaire because he's one of the funniest people alive, I think. Uh, but like someone also clipped from do you re- have, have either of you seen the Donkey Kong cartoon from like the early 90s? No, I have like early to mid 90s. Seth Rogen like combo where they put his audio on it. Yeah. So they put his yeah. laugh with a clip from that. And I was just like, oh, oh, OK, that's. That sure is a thing because it was it was terrible animation from that show. That show had just the worst. It was like worse than Beast Wars, but it was that (laughs) that computer animated style. But their computers were like weaker than our cell phones are now. Seth Um, Rogen, I think, was the the one that turned me off the most. It was like at first it was Chris Pratt and Seth Rogen. But then I mm -hmm. saw that clip you were talking about. Actually, I think I saw your retweet of it specifically. Mm -hmm. And um and I'm like, oh man, like that is so horrible seeing Donkey Kong with like, <laughs> like Seth Rogen, like terrible laugh. Like, oh, that's awful. Like, there's no way that that's going to be good. Chris Pratt, my first thing was like, I can't picture Mario sounding like Star Lord. That just said, it just seems so weird to me. But then he released an Instagram video where he's like, he explained why he's excited about it. And they're going to, there's going to be a voice. And I'm like, all right, let me hear the voice first. And then I'll, I'll reserve judgment until then. But everyone else, I'm kind of like on board with here. I definitely, I think we both agree that like Jack Black is Bowser. It's like, come on, that's that's Jack perfect. perfect. Human being mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> um, I am really excited to see Keegan Michael Key as Toad, just because God, I'm picturing this scene in my head where Mario goes to save you know Princess Peach. He bursts in the room, and it's like an empty room except for toad and he's like dude mario like he she's not here she's in a different castle and like that being an ongoing like bit through the movie i think keegan michael key could absolutely nail that like that moment mm-hmm. i yeah. i think that I, i'm excited about that is luigi that that sounds great because like charlie and sonny's kind of bumbling a little bit and luigi's kind of that same way not exactly the same mm-hmm. um you know, Luigi is uh, afraid of rats, whereas you know Charlie Day is the Rat King, or isn't he the Rat King? Is that his thing? Char- yeah. Well, Charlie also huffs significantly less paint than Luigi does. <laughs> and uh, Anya Taylor uh, Joy, I think, is also going to be really good as Peach. 
just because she has that kind of soft voice. But I know that she can be tough because of like Queen's Gambit and stuff like that. And I think that she's going to be able to nail that piece where it's like she's going to have that Mario like kind of like soft, you know, um, damsel distress kind of voice. But she's not going to take shit from Bowser, I bet. And I'm, I, I'd, I'd love to see her doing that. So I'm excited, but I'm also wary at the same time. I, I'm willing to bet that the the reaction to that was not what they expected. Because it was like, also just like, so I, I can never remember his name and I feel bad, but like overall, like I, I did not really enjoy this Nintendo Direct. There wasn't a whole lot in it um, for me. Uh, the They did the thing that I hate the most uh, with the Bayonetta 3 thing of, oh, well, it took a little, they did that little sly little wink and nod of, oh, it's been a while, hasn't it? Oh, sorry, yeah. I'm later than I thought it would be. It's like you showed this game in 2017. Ha ha ha. <laughs> oh, you're so, f- I hate that. I hate that. Um, but like the guy who, the, the, the host of it, like every time that they would like cut back to him, he just looked more and more defeated. Like he was keeping up with Twitter in real time of just like, <laughs> yeah, cool. Huh? Next thing. And it just, he didn't, it, it was so, it was weird. Um, so, but, uh, no, I also very excited about the Kirby, the 3d Kirby game. Mm-hmm. I think Kirby, like people people are meaner to the Kirby franchise than I think they really should be. Cause like, yeah, he's not, you know, Mario's, he's not like the Nintendo's a tier, but a lot of Kirby games are really, really solid. Uh, even some of like the weirder ones, but, uh, so I'm excited to see what they do, what they do with that. Um, I, it's not a game for me, but I am excited to see like the disco Elysium announcement was cool. Mm-hmm. because just I know how much that I know how good that game is. And so for more people to have an option to play it, I think is a, is a good thing, but over, yeah, overall, I wasn't really blown away with this, uh, Nintendo direct, but like I said, not everything's going to be for everybody. And this one was just kind of like, we did, I didn't think we really needed to see more of Metroid dread. It's Metroid dread. People are about at critical <laughs> mass of excitement for that. Yeah. What's Metroid. Yeah. What's that? I mean, it's a death loop thing all over again, but that game still ended up being really, really good. So I guess it doesn't matter if you yeah. show something too much. I think really that is what this game, that was what this was missing. If we could have gotten a good 18 minute video, like preview of death loop again, and then it would have been, it would have been great after it was already out to show it again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not even on Nintendo switch, but here's yeah. death loop. Here's death loop. Check it out. <laughs> um, yeah, for me, I, there's not a lot here for me, so it doesn't matter. I did like the Mario movie announcement just because of how funny everyone on the internet was. I think it's fine, um, <laughs> just because I know how movies are made and the names attached. And I think yeah. until I hear anything, I don't want to say. I mean, there's there's people are like that's a weird decision, and the movie ends up being fine. So if they would have listed a bunch of people that either I didn't know or like less famous actors, like or if it if that list of cast was less nuts than it is. I would be less excited to see a trailer. I can't wait to see a trailer. Yeah. Because I need to, I want to hear it. I want to see how this actually sounds now. So for, for good or for bad, you, you decide, but Mm -hmm. now I want the trailer. And I know we're forever away from that at this point, since they're just now announcing the cast. Yeah. Um, And that's the thing is, it shouldn't be that far away though, because it comes out next December. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not that far away. I feel like they should have come to this with a, like minute teaser that's that just kind of sets up like okay like this is what mario sounds like this is what the kind of the characters look like and sound like kind of get the idea of the aesthetic we know it's gonna be mario we kind of know you know something some things we can obviously infer 
Um, then they could have like had this like, look, no, Chris Pratt is good as Mario. Look, look, listen to the voice. Like if they had showed Mario, you hear his voice and you're like, oh, that's a good Mario voice. And who then they that? show him like Chris Pratt, Mario. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, who is that? And you're like, Chris Pratt, really? And then they kind of build excitement that way. Whereas they kind of doing this similar to how they introduced Avengers last year, which is like, mm. look at this great cast that we have. Isn't this cast awesome? We'll show gameplay soon. And then they show the gameplay and it's like not great. And you're like, ooh, I wasn't getting the warm fuzzies before. Now I'm definitely not. I, I hope we don't go that way, but I'm trying to be optimistic. Trying March to be 10th, you'll get a trailer oh yeah mario, mario day mario. that's a maybe that would make yeah. a lot of sense here's the funny thing sense, yeah i was talking to my friend about this the other day is that the nintendo direct is very much for a specific group of people aka people who care about video games or nintendo specifically um they're gonna release this trailer for this movie and 90 percent of the people who watched that trailer had would have no idea that this movie was happening before that trailer that they saw on you know monday night that's football or whatever because we were talking about how, remember how for Force Awakens, they showed a teaser trailer, like a two-minute teaser trailer at Star Wars Celebration, and then six months later, they had a Monday Night Football commercial, and that's when people were like, oh, there's a new Star Wars. It's like, yo, there's literally been a trailer for six months, <laughs> but the general public doesn't know that stuff, so it's funny to us now, but yeah, well, we'll see a trailer, and then everyone's like, oh, the guy who jumps, and Chris Pratt is in a movie with a monkey, and it's Seth Rogen, and like, Whenever they show a trailer with the voices in the general public, people, whatever, the general public will be like, oh, cool, I guess. Like, I They're absolutely going to market it as Chris Pratt and his monkey sidekick going on adventures. Yeah. Oh, God, no. As long as they, they address the canon that Bowser has transformed the citizens of, of Mushroom Kingdom into the blocks that Mario destroys. Mm-hmm. If they can cast whoever good? they want in the voice, I don't care. I want answers. I need this. That'll be in the spinoff like sequel Toads. Like they did <laughs> spinoff sequel for Minions. That's when. Oh, the, the post credit scene is going to be the setup to Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. Mm, yes. <laughs> and then they might watch that on the way. No, we, we're not going to. You're too far. Too far. Minions. On the note, Adam, of them, like, people will know the movies out when they actually show a trailer for it. Game Awards might be a good time to show off a teaser. Might be another Getting, game. like, 80 million eyes on the Mario trailer. Probably would get more eyes than it would on Mario Day. Mm-hmm. But and do you want to show something cool that far in advance? Because that would be, like, a year out. Is that that uncommon, though? I don't think that would be... Because the animated movies, I think, at least I'm, I'm picturing like Pixar and like Pixar will like show off this like little teaser that's one minute that doesn't even really show footage from what's going to be in the actual movie. It's just mm-hmm. designed to like show you what the character looks like and that kind of stuff and the animation style. And they'll just be like, you know, Dole 2020. And then yeah. like. It'll be like 45 it. seconds from the first 10 minutes of the movie. that looks really pretty. And yeah, that's what they'll show. You know, that's like the first thing that they'll show. We will see indeed. All right. We're actually we do have more Nintendo. I was about to say screw Nintendo. We actually have more Nintendo. I don't know why I do these out of order like that. PlayStation acquires Blue Point Games. This is from Jonathan Dornbush at IGN. Um, Sony Interactive Entertainment has announced yet another studio acquisition, Blue Point Games, the developers of Shadow of the Colossus remake, and most recently the PS5 remake of Demon Souls. Uh, Blue Point and PlayStation have worked together for years, but the news comes after the studio's latest successful release as Demon's Souls sold more than 1.4 million copies since release. Uh, this is now a 
quote from the president of Bluepoint, Marco Thrush. Our next project, we're working on original content right now. We can't talk about what it is, but that's the next step in the evolution for us. And uh, then Herman Holst just talks about they're happy to have uh, Bluepoint join the team. So it's a big deal. People, I mean, I think Sony Japan accidentally leaked this, you know, four months ago, whenever they bought that other studio. <laughs> um, but I think it's a good get. Bluepoint makes quality stuff. And then doing an original game sounds even better to me because they do all everything they make is so pretty. But I'm like, you're making old games. A new thing, I think, is going to be be really good. And it'll look fantastic because that's, you know, their go to. So you guys feel about Bluepoint? It's I mean, they did absolutely leak it uh, because it, they put out it was like, was it Housemark when they? Yeah, Housemark. Yeah. Housemark them, that's what it was. Yeah. And then there was the second graphic that had Bluepoint on it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, people are going to question the timing on it. Like, why wasn't this in that state of play? Like, why wait a week to announce that? Because that could be a good place there. Um, I, the, the biggest, I think the biggest news coming out of this, cause it was really just, especially like even without the leak, it was a matter of time, uh, that this was going to happen. But I think the biggest news of this is the, that they're working on original content because to me personally, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills because the mental gymnastics that people are doing on like Twitter and Reddit and wherever of no, 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 no. Original means they are the ones that are working on it. So that's why they can call the Metal Gear Solid remake they're obviously working on <laughs> what a original dumb thing content. People have said, "Oh my god, it makes me so mad." <laughs> and I'm just like, "No, they're it, it's original to me." And again, I could be wrong because they've complete they're, they've done that before where gameplay trailer like doesn't mean gameplay anymore. Where the words don't mean anything because they've they've changed them. So, but to me, original content means this is going to be an original IP. Like this is a or at the bare minimum, maybe they are making a new, maybe they got tapped to make a new Infamous because Sucker Punch is working on Ghost of Tsushima. So maybe it's not necessarily a new IP, but it isn't a Infamous remaster or a remake. It isn't, a, a, but it would be like a sequel to something. That's the, the, the about as far as I can go in making that concession. Um, but either way, like whatever it is, I'm very excited to see what it is that they're working on because yeah blue point is they've proven that they are fantastic and it'll be nice to see them do something like that you know is theirs mm-hmm. i agree with you on the whole original content things i've been seeing that same like mental gymnastics where it's like well they can't do metal gear solid exactly so they'll have to fill in the gaps and that's the original content they're gonna be creating i'm like no they're not <laughs> i agree with you mm-hmm. i think it's like original ip i think it's like the easiest way to, to interpret this but like by saying content not game it's like this weird ambiguity where like it lets people run with that it's like when um microsoft announced the bethesda thing and they're like the bethesda games will be wherever game pass is available and like so maybe playstation then right because you could put game pass on playstation and like that whole thing like continued uh because it's like the language allows for it um yeah, so again, it's really funny but with yeah i i find the original content interesting too because it's like everyone's been saying like oh Sony should buy Blue Point because then they could do the Metal Gear Solid remake. They could like do other from games. They could go back to like PS2 classics and remake those. They could, and everyone's like theorizing like what games could Blue Point bring back? And it's like, oh, we bought bought them to do original content. Is kind of it does seem a little weird. It's like, oh, let's buy Bungie and then like not let them do Halo. You know what I mean? Like, it seems weird like to to do that. Oh, sorry, Microsoft bought Bungie. I, I mean, mm-hmm. like wouldn't you know not have them do Halo? Um. I do have faith in this though, because like looking at Demon's Souls specifically, that game doesn't mechanically feel the same 
as what I remember the little bit of Demon Souls I played on the PS3. Like it mechanically feels a little bit different because they modernized it. So I think they can make games that feel really good. My only question is, can they come up with ideas that are engaging to play? It'll feel good, but like, is the game design overall going to be as compelling? And that's kind of my, my big question, but I feel like they probably came to Sony with something and said like, hey, this is what we would want to do. And Sony's like, cool, we're going to buy you. You're, make, you're making that for us now. Mm-hmm. Yep, I don't think it'll be interesting. Uh, original content, I'm always more interested than remaster, but yeah, I'm very very curious on what they do but you know congrats to them you know get some more financial security that's always a good thing maybe they become the next insomniac and just put out a game a year <laughs> somehow just <laughs> keep a yeah. whole uh platform alive and i'm not even mad at them for it all right 4k switch rumors am i right this is from cat bailey at ign this was a fun couple of days back and forth um and it seems that multiple multiple developers around the world have acquired access to development kits that enable 4K graphics on the Nintendo Switch. Now, hold you might remember this. I know Zynga was one of them. I don't remember. I feel like there was a couple names of studios. I don't remember that, any of them, to be honest. I, remember, I think Zynga was the one that I remember specifically. But multiple. Yeah. I think it was like a dozen studios that, that they had 4K um, mm-hmm. development kits for Switch. Um, comes from a report uh, from Bloomberg. Um and then Nintendo, now this is what was weird. Almost immediately, Nintendo released uh, an official statement from Nintendo's Twitter account uh, reiterating that Bloomberg's report um, was not true. And Nintendo uh, insisted that you buy the Switch OLED, L- oh, you know, the Switch OLED model. We don't have something new coming out that does 4K. Buy the new one that's coming out next week. So this was a fun story. It's, to me, the craziest thing was. <laughs> That so many times you hear, like, when something leaks, a company is like, we don't uh, comment on speculation or rumor. And Nintendo is immediately like, no, not true. Stop it. Buy the other thing. <laughs> it's just the timing <laughs> on it, it just seems that I think that's what the, the real story is that, you know, they're not admitting it, but then they're also pointing out buy the new thing. So, what do you, again, a lot of people are like, yo, they've got a new one. Um, Bloomberg's not lying and they're just trying to not, you know, cannibalize their own sales of the OLED model. Uh, Again, it's weird that they would comment on a rumor, but do we believe Nintendo? Do we not? I don't know. So I whenever so I tried to look up and see what other studios might have had the dev kit. Um, you were right; it was Zynga, but it, Bloomberg has updated their article. It looks like oh, okay. it says after publication, Zynga spokeswoman Sarah Ross disputed what the people familiar with the matter said. To clarify. Zynga does not have a 4K developer kit from Nintendo, she said in a statement. So, I, I, I don't know. Honestly, at this point, they've beaten me down so much that every time I see uh, Nintendo Switch Pro, Super Nintendo Switch 4K edition, I want to put my head through a wall. Like <laughs> at this point, it's 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 either gonna happen or it's not, and I just I don't care. I want it to happen because I want my Switch games to look a lot better and I want them to run a lot better. Um, but I just, I, I can't, I'm not investing in it. I'm not, I, 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 I was already not going to buy an OLED just because of how I play. My Switch is primarily docked, um, except for my light that I have next to my bed. But outside of that, like, no, I don't, I, I, this, so the screen isn't, you know, a huge deal to me. Um, but yeah, I just, 
I think Nintendo has absolutely a track record of BSing about what hardware they are or are not currently planning. So they they have no one to blame but themselves when people don't immediately take them on their word. But at the same time, for them to issue a statement like that, like, couldn't that... But if they, if they were lying in that kind of official statement, wouldn't that cause some sort of, like... Can companies just flat-out lie like that about what they have in production? Because, like, wouldn't, that, wouldn't the shareholders be very interested in knowing what they the plans can't. are? They can't legally lie about financial information. So they couldn't say, like, we had a huge profit this quarter, and they actually had a okay. loss, and that would be illegal. Um, but they could, like, be loose with the words and be like, we don't have plans for the marketing, like, yet. We don't know when we're going to release this. Like, we're always working on things behind the scenes, so that doesn't mean we're going to release it. They could always, like, wiggle on this. Like, um, at the end of last year, Doug Bowser did this interview with Polygon, and he was like, he was asked about switch pro specifically. And he's like, we're always working on things and we want to make sure that when we add like new technology to switch, it adds a meaningful like game experience that you know people will enjoy. And, and then he's like basically like dismissing it. This is much more direct, but I feel like and this is kind of my gut feeling. Cause Ace is right. Like they've lied about this before in the past. I don't know. Lies a harsh word, but they've made misleading statements in the past. And I feel like this is a gut reaction to like OLED comes out next week and it's like, please don't not buy the OLED because they don't want that to interfere. Like, that's my my guess on this one, because they release like if you look at their handheld lines going back to like Game Boy Advance, but even like Game Boy Color, because Game Boy Color and Game Boy Advance were really close to each other. They release new handheld hardware like every two to three years, sometimes every year. It just kind of depends on the cadence, but it's very frequently and switch has held true with that two year cadence. There's like switch 2019 was uh switch light this year. We got switch OLED and last December, they said that they would hit the, they were coming up in the midpoint of, um, of the switch life cycle. And that was like about four years. So we can expect about, you know, four more years of switch. So is it unrealistic to say in, you know, 2023, they would release like a slightly more powerful 4K version of the Switch and then two years later, then release like Switch 2 or whatever their next thing is? I think it's possible, Um, but I I don't I don't know. It also I was like I talked about this on the podcast. I did like the, the whole the grind thing looking at the Switch Pro rumors and I was pretty wrong on that. So I have no idea. Don't listen to me. <laughs> Don't listen to me. Uh, don't listen to me at all. <laughs> I, I I don't. I'm I'm at the point where it's just like I think they're gonna make it eventually, or they're gonna do something eventually. I don't expect it to be right now because every two years, or maybe yeah, like we're making a 4K model and it's switched to or or whatever mm-hmm. to make that statement. I mean, again, they could do anything. Like, well, we weren't working on the time, or technically, it's a different skew. It's not even a switch. Whatever. The super switch. Something. Yeah, they'll do something eventually. I, I love Super Switch as a name. I love that. That's awesome. But uh, yeah, I'm sure that there's some sort of early version of whatever they're working on next. Because companies, like, basically when they launch a console, they're already working on the next one, like, pretty soon oh, yeah. afterward. So I'm sure that they're working on something. You know, Zynga, you know, shit in the bed or whatever, uh, having fun. But <laughs> you'll get something eventually. I don't think it'll be any time necessarily soon. Yeah, maybe 2023. I don't know. Yeah, I also don't care. Because, like, I don't feel like... Like, it'd be nice to have 4K on the TV, I guess. But, like, I've never played Nintendo games because they have the highest graphical fidelity. I think they do well for the hardware that they have. 
but it's like never been the reason I play Nintendo games. And when they have done these like slight power boosts with like the uh, the new 3DS, what did it really do? An excuse to fragment SNES games away from the majority of the 3DS community and to make it so that more people can't buy Xenoblade Chronicles 3D edition. Like, I don't want that. I just want people to buy Switch games because it's on Switch. Like, why fragment the user base like that, especially this late in the game? And you're right, like Nintendo has never like graphics have never been a selling point for Nintendo because the games that Nintendo make are they're Nintendo games. You're going to play them because they're great. And they're they're fun to play. The yeah. problem, though, that they're hitting now is the switch is considerably outdated hardware and mm-hmm. Nintendo games are noticeably. They look like whenever it was the PS4 and Xbox one generation gap wasn't really there. Well, I mean, the gap was there still. But it wasn't as big of a deal. But now, yeah. like, even look at that Bayonetta trailer. Like, this is their big heavy hitting game coming out. And it 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 looks marketedly last gen. And mm-hmm. granted, it's still gonna be fun to play. It's gonna be hectic. It's gonna it's gonna be a blast, I'm sure. But now that we're getting more and more accustomed to Series X upgrades, uh, you know, PS4 to PS5, even up, uh, you know, things like that going back and playing these games it's like it's it feels even though the graphics are better i'm not saying that this is what they look like but it does feel like you're plugging in your ps3 just because mm-hmm. like some of the way things run like you know i'm i was it as as a as an individual i was very disappointed in how pokemon sword and shield looked graphically yeah but like i but at the same time it's a pokemon game it's you're not showing up for the graphics but like going back, like I started to play Shield uh, before I go to bed again and like going back to it and like seeing some of these animations of just like, ooh, oh, this is bad, bad. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. like, you know, I don't know. I I know people are very the, the brilliant diamond shining pearl look is very, very divisive as well. Um, I don't really care that much. Like it, it's Pokemon. It's going to be fine. Um, but like Legends kind of getting run through the ringer now mm-hmm. of it's just like, yeah, this this game's coming out in 2021 or you know 2022, whatever it is, and it looks and runs like this. There's only so much that people, I think, are really going to tolerate. So I do think, and you know, you saying like, oh, yeah, well, this is halfway through their life cycle. I don't think it's that out of pocket to say that Nintendo may fully wait to embrace 4K in that next skew, in that next, okay, now we're now our games are going to be on the the next version, and this one is 4K, and it'll be just in time for 5K TVs to not be a billion dollars. So I think they're always going to be that step behind. Like, hey, we added a brand new feature to the Switch OLED. It's it's cutting edge technology. You're not going to believe it now. You can plug your internet cable directly into the box. It's wild. Can you believe it? Like it's I don't it, but it's Nintendo. And it's I, I they've they've gotten away with it for a hundred years. Like it's it's not gonna really matter. So but to me, like in my brain, I'm always constantly thinking, like, how much longer can they get away with this? The answer is probably forever. It's, you know, yeah, honestly. Forever, basically. But it seems like there has to at least be. You know, it's, I feel like Jesse Pinkman, you know, he can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is that their their most successful home consoles have had that 
generation behind kind of feel switch is their second best selling console it has a generation behind kind of feel and the wii was i mean literally was just like a gamecube with motion controls attached to it and that is their best selling console ever and i think they, they've just been able to to you know rely on third parties saying well there's 80 million switches out there there's 100 million you know wii's out there if we put a game out there it, it will still sell and there's also that like indie effect with Switch where it's like you put an indie game on Switch and it will sell on Switch more than all the other consoles like combined. So I, right. I feel like they have that going for them this time. Um, and it's also just like weird for me to think about like Nintendo being like, we have a new Switch coming out. It's so powerful. Look at the power of this Switch. Like it just that's a weird thing for Nintendo to say. See, even I, back in the GameCube, when they were considerably more powerful than PS2, not mm -hmm. as powerful as the Xbox, but considerably more powerful than PS2, they never talked about it. They never like they they instead say like it has a handle. It looks like a lunchbox. They say something weird like that instead. Mm -hmm. Like they're just crazy. Like oh yeah, they could they could put out the most technolo technologically advanced console. It, like but they will never say the word teraflop like they it won't be part of, it'll yeah. never be part of their marketing but like yeah oh yeah it also like oh and here's a trailer and it's going to blow people away and it's going to be beautiful but they won't like make a point of it like i mean you're right but it's so it's just nintendo's so weird but again we still don't have party chat on the switch yeah. we're going to put sega genesis <laughs> on the switch uh like we're going to put those games on the switch but we, you're going to pay more for it but you know, we're not gonna, you know, give you a party chat. We're we're not gonna actually. Uh, it's just it, why Nintendo? Why? <laughs> why do you do these things? I'm just picturing Nintendo doing like a Microsoft style thing, where like Microsoft they announce like the Series X, and they show all the components of it, and like them showing a Switch, and be like, look at the motherboard of this new Switch, and like look at the chip being placed on it, and this like 3D animation. We think it's hilarious. They open it up and there's just a hamster running on a wheel. It's like, that's where it gets the power. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah, I mean, Switch, I just decided has not, I haven't just decided, but it's mostly not for me, just for the things that I look for. But, I mean, at the end of the day, if they just keep making exclusives, people will be happy and they'll keep buying their exclusives. So, um, it would be interesting to see something in 4K, but I don't, you're not getting it anytime soon. All right. Yeah. God of War actor takes blame for game delay. This is from Eddie from GameSpot. Christopher Judge, who plays Kratos in Sony's God of War series, has said the reason God of War Ragnarok was delayed to 2022 is because of an injury that it sustained in 2019. Also, news, I don't think they ever said the game was delayed. I mean... They did. Yeah. It was they, It was announced... They did it say was, 2021. You're yeah, right. they said 2021, and but it was everybody was like, sure, Jan. Yeah. Okay. And then there's just like, 2022. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I need to be forthcoming forthcoming this has been approved by no one first of all great way to start a tweet uh Hell to yeah. the beloved fandom ragnarok was delayed because of me august 2019 i couldn't walk uh had to have back surgery both hips replaced and knee surgery they waited for me to rehab first of all shout out to you because that that is a full sportsman's injury and that is nothing to play with both hips Whew. uh judge went on to reveal that he planned to quit the god of war series when Corey barlog who directed the 2018 game called judge that he would not return to direct the sequel judge came around after Barlog sung the praises of the new director, Eric Williams, who is a motherfucking beast, quote unquote, the judge said. So just a little more insight into what happened, that he was jacked up and Sony Santa Monica was like, well, we're not going to do the game without you. So let us know when you're better, guy. I think that's a pretty cool story. I think it's uplifting and nice to see that, you know, they value his performance enough to be like, you know, and I'm sure also being a pandemic is like, well, this is hard anyways. 
So you rehab, we'll do what we can, and we don't want to do it without you. That's nice to see. You know, a lot of corporations are like, I mean, that corporation sports, the movie, any business is just like next man up. We don't have time for this. Yeah. But they're like, hey, we're gonna stick with you. That's fine. Everything. I think everything lined up perfectly, and he was so good. They were like. Yeah, bro, get get better soon. The, now Atreus is thirty years old, but it's fine. Yeah, a, a video game company not treating an employee like there's just a human mill is nice to see. Also, the line, and I think it was Corey Barlog himself that told the story after the like after this had happened, where he was like, he told Judge told him he wanted to quit, and he was just like, "Do you trust me? Of course I trust you. I trust him." So like that was part of it too. Like he kind of uh, Barlog kind of talked him off the edge of walking off the project there so yeah yeah it's it's good to see that they were able to support him because i i loved christopher judge as as kratos never been a big god of war person general but i loved the 2018 game and his performance was awesome so glad to see they were supportive of him there i do have two things where it's like that's weird this happened in august 2019 they announced the release date uh well first there's probably multiple reasons it got delayed i don't think the only reason it got delayed was christopher judge I was speculating, but I think that's that's fair. But it is weird that it's like he caused the delay in August 2019, and then ne- the next year they announced it's coming out in 2021. They must have known at that point that it wasn't actually coming in 2021. We all, like Asa said, we all knew it, like the Shurjan. The minute they said, I was like, nope, you're lying. <laughs> yeah, but this kind of makes seem more likely that they weren't as genuine with that 2021 release date when they announced it. If this the- caused a delay... To that scale. Yeah, the baseless speculation in my head is that was a Sony call. Like actual mm-hmm. Sony was just like, this is when we want the game to come out. So this is when we're saying the game's gonna come out. And it wasn't until Sony Santa Monica had to be like, uh no, though. It's this is <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Yeah. The other you know possibility here too is that it's an early 2022 game. Like Horizon's coming out in February, maybe in April we see God of War. Uh, they generally don't do fall games. Like Sony doesn't usually do the fall games anyway. They usually release earlier in the year. So maybe it's like April. So like they thought they could make it in for like a fall 2021 maybe. And they kind of kept pushing it back. And then they realized, okay, we have to you know, push a little bit further back. I don't know, but. I don't think this game's oh, is early 2022 either. I think this is summer or later. I don't think there's any way that game is released early in the year. Just because they would have set a date. They, they, we've literally never had a date for God of War. Like a, a month yeah. for Ragnarok. So here's, here. so I remember when God of War 2018 came out, they did not show a lot of that game until like it was released. It hardly showed anything. So I kind of feel like, especially with this game too, like do they have to market this game right now? Probably not. Like they could literally just say, like, hey, the game comes out in a few months. Here's the first trailer for it. And people would still freak out and just, you know, condense that the the, the marketing lead up to release to a smaller time frame. Um, I don't know, but I don't I I feel like it's still possible. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I think it's 2022. I just don't necessarily think it's gonna be early. I don't know. I mean Again, everything's weird right now. So, uh, yeah. if I was betting, though, I would say summer at earliest. That's just me mm-hmm. with nothing yeah. to back it up. So, just a gut feeling. Yeah. All right. Next, boy. This is a fun <laughs> story. Um, Destruction All Stars developer will save Twisted Metal? Question mark. It's from George Yang at GameSpot. <laughs> <laughs> Lucid Games, of course, the developer on Destruction 
All Stars Battle Royale, whatever that game's called, uh, has been handed the Twisted Metal series, is working on reviving the series with a new game, according to a report from VGC. Um, unnamed sources told VGC the next Twisted Metal entry is being built around a free to play model. Uh, this is in response to the studio's previous game, Destruction All Stars, becoming a PlayStation Plus offering. Additionally, the game is reportedly planned to release alongside the Twisted Metal TV series, which we've been talking about week after week. Uh, Venture Beach Jeff Grubb also corroborated the report, saying that he also heard about Luce's involvement with the franchise. So Jeff Grubb said it, so it's probably true. Um, interesting. We've been talking about this for weeks. Interesting they're trying to bring this back and make this a thing. They're really trying hard to make Twisted Metal a thing. And I, here's what I say. Lucid Games does not inspire confidence in me that this free-to-play <laughs> Twisted Metal game will be good. I said the same thing with uh, KOTOR Remake. I was like, oh, man, I love KOTOR. Remaking it, super cool. Who's making it? Oh, someone who's literally never made a video game before. Okay, well, this game's probably not going to be good. Uh you know, we'll see what happens. I just, this whole Twisted Metal saga has been crazy. They're really, really trying really hard, and I hope it ends up being good, but I just, uh, my confidence has not been inspired. It's so it's it's fitting that we're talking about this on Mean Girls Day, on October 3rd, because quit trying to make Twisted Metal happen. Twisted Metal's not going to happen. Like, it's, I don't, I think we're, I, everybody has a game series that hasn't been relevant since, like, the PS2 era. And that they would love to see come back. And to me, Metal Gear is one of, or Metal Gear, uh, I almost said Metal Gear Solid. Uh, Twisted Metal is one of those franchises that I think sometimes dead is better. Leave the memories alone. Like, let's just, I don't, I don't know. I agree. I 100% agree that, you know, the, I didn't, I didn't think uh, Destruction All Stars was that fun. Uh, I also never really got super into the Twisted Metal franchise either. So, uh, yeah, I don't... I'll believe it. Like, I'm sure it's what's happening, but whether or not it's going to be any more successful, uh, I feel like it has that kind of one-up. Like, it has that extra leg up that it's an established IP versus a, a, a new IP like Destruction All-Stars was. But, eh, I don't... It's Star Wars wasn't good. It, was the, it doesn't matter to new IP. It wasn't. It wasn't. Nobody after two days, no one cared about the game anymore mm -hmm. because it didn't well, have things. But more people might be willing to check it out if it was since it. But people might be more willing to check out a twisted metal game than what is Destruction All Stars. I don't know what that is. Whatever. They'll moving play, on. They'll play it for three days instead of two and then stop. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get a good week. We'll get a good weekend to talking about it, and then it'll never be heard from again. Especially when after Destruction All-Stars came out, everyone was kind of like, well, why didn't they just make Twisted Metal? Why did they give us this new IP? And it's like Sony was kind of like, yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe we should just give this team Twisted Metal. <laughs> it seems weird. And then the dude that like made Twisted Metal has just apparently like dove off the deep end like fully. I don't know what happened there. It, but like... his, his tweets are interesting. They're either very enlightening and informative or insane. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I it's a fun follow. <laughs> I, I follow his stream he's really entertaining i think he's just my impression from him is that he's just like i don't give a fuck and he's just like says whatever apparently mm -hmm. he's burned a lot of bridges at sony because he's just like really candid and, and open so like mm -hmm. when he was saying like oh they didn't even approach me about this twisted new twisted metal game i'm like that sucks like you know as someone think like he that's like his baby you know what i mean like it's him uh that sucks but at the same time I'm like i'm not surprised sony owns the property they can do whatever they want with it and you're not exactly um you're a loose cannon like he's a loose cannon like I, it's like the yeah. author of the the author that created electra 
like went on a tirade when the, that season of Daredevil came out that was going to involve her. And he was just like, they didn't ask my permission. It's like, they don't have to ask your permission. They hired <laughs> you to write a book and to create a character. They own all of that. Like, yes, it would be a nice nod to be like, hey, we're going to do this thing. But they have no obligation to do it. Like, you knew what you were doing when you signed up for that. Like, Yeah, he already cast that check 20 yeah. years ago. He, he doesn't have a leg to stand yeah. on. <laughs> and also, too, going back to Twist Mail here in particular, if this is really just to align with the TV show, that inspires even less confidence. Because when has ever releasing a game to line up with the release of a film or TV show ever been a good thing? There's one answer. And it's X-Men Origins Wolverine. No, that one didn't come out with the game, though. That one didn't come out with the movie. Didn't that come like out way after? Because they didn't because they're like, no, if, if we have to push this out, it'll be garbage. So I remember I remember that game being super, super good. I don't remember. Game is it great. Came out, though. If the, if the Insomniac game that they're working is basically just that, then it's going to be a 10 out of 10. Yeah. Like, Spider-Man no, 2 no was also a very good video game. Oh, it had almost nothing to do with the movie, but it was very I, good. Spider-Man 2 <laughs> might have also been that game. I know there was one good like licensed game that, that they out flat out told the movie studio. It's not coming out. It's not going to tie in with the release because we want to make a good thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very yeah, rare, only... though. You're right. Hold the only good um, licensed games I can think of are ones that aren't attached. Like, I mean, I didn't play Stick of Truth, but my understanding is South Park fans really like Stick of Truth. It's and, great. And Both Gold. of those games are great. A, yeah, it's, but it's a different, like, thing. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, South Park. Yeah, there the wasn't mo- a Stick of Truth. Yeah, exactly. There wasn't a Stick of Truth movie. Yeah. Matt and Trey just want to make a video game. So, mm-hmm. all right, there you go. So, I don't know. Twisted Metal. I mean, if they put Will Arnett and Anthony Mackie in the video game, I'll be happy, I suppose. That would be uh, cool. All right. I think this is, our last, this is our last story for the day. It's a doozy. Everybody, get excited. Bluepoint's not doing it, but Konami, to, re- to revive Metal Gear, Silent Hill, and Castlevania. This is from Annie Robinson at VGC, which broke the news initially. Konami is set to ramp up its premium game development with new installments and remakes for its biggest franchises, including Metal Gear and Castlevania. Um, it's according to publishing sources who spoke to VGC anonymously because they did not have permission to discuss the pro- projects publicly, of course, because they're under NDA and will get sued. Uh, the first of these titles will be a new Castlevania game, which sources described as a reimagining of the series currently in development internally at Konami in Japan with support from local external studios. Um, there was much speculation that Bluepoint could be making, uh, could be working on a remake of Metal Gear Solid. However, BGC was told the series is actually being worked on by an external studio, uh, Virtuos. Uh, the new project is currently in early development, and multiple sources suggested it could be centered around fan favorite entry, Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater, rather than the original MGS. Uh, Konami also intends to release remasters of the original MGS games for modern consoles ahead of the larger project. And finally, multiple Silent Hill games are currently in development at various external development studios. Um, as per an earlier VGC report from February, I believe Bloober Team might have been somewhere in those earlier reports. So, yeah, Konami apparently wants to make video games again and remaster your favorites. And they want to start with MGS3 as their big one. But, again, there's a lot in this report. Anything interests you guys the most? Out of all of the all of the supposed news. So one of my big gaming secret or like shames, not secrets because it's not secret, uh, is that I've never played a Metal Gear Solid. Um, I know how much it means to a lot of people, and I know that it is beloved. And, and my knowledge of it is very tangential. Um, but if they are, I think 
it would be smart for them to start with the remasters because didn't um uh kojima like want to stop making those games years ago he wanted and to stop it, it too <laughs> yeah and konami was just like no no these make a billion dollars you will make these forever and he's just like, okay, well, I, I did this one, but this is my last one. Oh, yeah, sure. Then we'll let you can do your pet project. Just kidding. Like, he, he's basically Sakurai at Nintendo. Yeah, so him and Sakurai are the exact same person. <laughs> they're just like, they're, they're trapped in their endless loop of, you know, making the games until he was ultimately just completely unceremoniously. Uh, Konami's just like, fine, you want to make other stuff? Go make other stuff. Uh, we'll take over now. So if they're making new Metal Gear games, I don't think that's going to go over very well um, because. Like, unless you're starting a whole new set of stories with new a whole new set of characters, uh, a lot of that passion isn't going to be there. And it's one of those things where, again, like they I'm not saying they are they're not allowed to because of that, you know, like we just talked about with David Jaffe, uh, like they can make whatever they want, but it's from the fans are going to reject it because it's, it's not Kojima. Kojima, like this clearly isn't, you know, look, look at the reception that Metal Gear, what is it? Uh, the survive or the, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the pokey game. Uh, people hated that, which granted, apparently, like mechanically, it wasn't all there anyway. Um, and same kind of save slot, which is amazing. <laughs> uh, and same kind of thing with Castlevania. Uh, Iga isn't is no longer, you know, part of that company. He went on to make was it Bloodstained? That was yes. the it was like the Kickstarter project. Yeah, Bloodstained. Um, so I think that one has more potential to be a great reimagining than the ones that like the big hook was Kojima. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With um, Castlevania in particular, I think they have a good framework. I mean, they didn't make Bloodborne, but I think they could use Bloodborne as like a template to kind of look at for how they can bring that back. I've seen, I've heard many people make that comparison between Bloodborne and in Castlevania. So I feel like that could be really, really good. If they kind of incorporate that into like a souls like kind of experience, which isn't too far off from the Met like the, the um Metroidvania style. Like Metroidvania in a lot of ways is like a 2D souls like and souls like added a few extra things. There are some similarities already there. So I feel like they could do a lot with that. That would be good. I feel I don't want to bring up like the conspiracy at all, but like if Silent Hill is not being worked on by Kojima, I just think people are going to be disappointed because yep. everyone's going to remember PT. Everyone remembers PT. It's one of the most iconic horror experiences ever, despite not being available anymore and being a small demo. Well, we 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 know that um, they're already making Silent Hills, though. Like this would be a separate thing because the isn't there like the app that's going to have the trailer and oh, that's going to be Silent Hills. Yeah, the abandoned. Is not abandoned. Yeah, abandoned. That, that's gonna be Silent Hills, right? That's not a real thing. <laughs> that's a fake game. <laughs> I was on that train hardcore, but like, it's just, it's gone on too long. There's just like, it's too much of a con at this point. If that's like what it is, um, yeah, that whole thing's a fucking mess. But um, yeah, I I just feel like if they give this to Bluebird, Bluebird doesn't have the greatest track record. Like, they have some games that are really good, and then some games that aren't great. And I feel like to to do Silent Hill not fucking fantastic would be strange. That was who did media. Uh, they medium. did medium and layer of fear. The medium, yeah. Now okay. I will remind you that Silent Hill Two was good, and then they made like eight more Silent Hill games after that. Which, yeah, are, it's it's not like that series is perfect. Like let's it's be sacred. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not the, that great. I I feel like it, there's this like because of Kojima and PT, it changed 
an expectation yeah. of what we can look for. And it's more, I think it's more about that, at least for me, like that's how I'm viewing it. Cause I've never been a big Silent Hill person. I've never played one of those games before, but PT sticks with me. Like I, I still think one of the scariest things I've seen in a game is like the shaking Lisa when she's like moving back and forth and like twitching all over the place. Freaks me out. That freaks me the fuck out. Um, it's one of the scariest things I've seen in a game. Like I want that. I want, I, I'm like dying to see that in, in a game again. So I like I would hope that they could do that with Silent Hill, but we'll see. And then Metal Gear, just don't do it. <laughs> just don't do it. Yeah, I think remake do, do, or remaster is fine. I don't mm-hmm. think that's remaster is fine. Don't make a new one. Why would they? So I know three is like the most beloved. Like that's the one that's pretty universally like the best Metal Gear. But why would they start with that? Like why wouldn't you want to start with like one or two? Like one I, to get people to. Because I believe canonically in the timeline, it's first. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's why. Oh, okay. Do it first. It's like the sixties or something like that. Yeah. Oh, so they so they now I again I don't know, but isn't like Metal Gear even more screwed up like than Kingdom Hearts? Like just with how convoluted that story is. So like <laughs> yep. maybe telling it canonically will make it a little bit easier to to get into for people. But I don't know if I don't know if that's really gonna help. <laughs> It'll be interesting to play those games and I'll give them another try because I'm like, I've played them and I think Metal Gear's bad, but maybe if I get to replay it, you know, from the beginning and it makes more sense, uh, maybe I'll enjoy it more because, yeah, people love Kojima and I'm like, y'all do, huh? You played these games? But um, <laughs> yeah, mechanically, Metal Gear is very tough. It's just very, very convoluted controls. At least that was my experience. I've it was never tank controls, wasn't it? Uh yeah I yeah I beat the first one but I like rushed through it I hardly remember it uh it's not I don't think it's tank controls it's just like it's not like Resident Evil it doesn't control like that um it's hard to explain it's just it, it's just a mess the controls are just it might be I mean it's a PS one game so there's yeah. that but even even in three I played that on um the HD collection and I had a hard time like interacting with that game it's yeah. a tough game. So I think it would be cool regardless. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm just, I'm terrible at stealth games. Mm. So this is, it Mm -hmm. it isn't going to play five. Uh, That would be just a guns, guns, blaze and run. Like, let's go. (laughs) You can do it. You can totally do it. Yeah. It's just tough. But yeah, no, I mean, it's cool that they get back into the game. I think they can do remasters or new games or I think it'll be fine. People enjoy them. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good thing uh, that instead of just being dormant forever, we actually get properties that people like. I think that's better than them sitting in a vault, literally collecting dust. I just uh, hope that they don't forget the magic they've done through Pachinko machines and don't for, you know keep doing that as well. Oh, of course. Oh, there I will mean, be a be... there will absolutely be an in-game Pachinko machine mini game <laughs> for at least Metal Gear because Metal Gear has that weird kind of like Easter egg. Like, I know there's a lot of, like, cool, yeah. just off-the-wall Easter eggs in that franchise. There's got to be a pachinko machine there. Hmm. It would be amazing if this rumor, like, got one little detail wrong. And it's just that they're bringing back all these franchises as pachinko machines. They've done Silent Hill, but now they're doing Castlevania, Metal Gear pachinko machines. Like, a but new version of them on mobile or something. new digital pachinko machines. So you <laughs> yeah. actually have to like it's it's micro it's nothing but microtransactions. They just want to bring gambling straight to the PS5. <laughs> With the power of haptics, you can feel the pachinko ball hitting <laughs> everything along the way. <laughs> it's not even the worst thing. Uh all right. That was the news. Lots of good stuff, guys. Man, we filled up some time. I like that. It's good to see. 
All right, next we're going to move on to, we've just called it Adam's segment of the week because I don't have a better name for it. All right. <laughs> this also kind of goes in with the news item. This is full one. Game Awards 2021. We talked about it a, a little bit during the show. Uh, Thursday, December 9th. Um, it is in person. It is not digital only anymore. What is also, of course, digitally as well. But it is they're having people come into the Microsoft Theater in Los Angeles. Um, it'll be live streamed. You know, premieres, new game announcements, trailers, you know, musical. We get it. Game Awards is awesome. We get that at the end of the year. Um, so my question to you guys is, as part of Adam, Adam's weekly segment of the week, this is way too early, super cool predictions of the best Game Awards winners, trailers, or announcements. So, again, we're <laughs> actually we're not even that far. We're only two months away. Um, yeah. What do we think is going to happen in Game Awards? Again, winners. New announcements, uh, new trailers, anything that you think that'll be cool at Game Awards. Uh, what do you think? A really easy one. Elden Ring. Elden Ring is going to have a trailer there. I feel like that's like a guarantee because it's like a few weeks or is it like a was that? It's like a month and a half a month, before. Yeah, a month and a half before it comes out, which is a good time to release like a new trailer. So I feel like we'll see. We'll see that there. I think it's a given. Is this so are we doing what we think is going to be there or like mind blowing impossibilities of hype? You interpret the question as you will, because I don't think it's going to happen. I in fact, I guarantee you it won't be uh, there, there's a zero percent chance. But I would absolutely because like all of the stuff. So first off, my realistic one before I forget, mm. uh, I think we could get a trailer for the AEW game at Game Awards. That'd be nice. I think that is a because we've gotten little bits and pieces of like characters and animations. I think it, it's entirely possible that Ukes and AEW put together like an actual announced trailer um, to formally like announce it to the general public. But the one that I think would be insane, but it's it's it's, it's Rockstar it won't happen. We get more footage of Grand Theft Auto Five coming to the next gen consoles. People boo. Okay. People boo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it ends with including for the first time finally since we said we were going to do it and then just never did there is going to be single player dlc but that dlc is a prequel to grand theft auto 6 and it's in vice city mm, that's a wild one it's oh no yeah like i said never going to happen but yeah. it would that would literally <laughs> be the only way that i would be happy to see uh grand theft auto footage yeah. grand theft auto 5 footage unless it is just a flat out like Unless it's like a Grand Theft Auto six trailer, which is again, it's not going to happen because we still haven't even gotten five yet. But it would um, because like there's really not a ton that I that like stuff unless it's it's like the Wolverine game. I didn't know I wanted Insomniac to make a Wolverine game until they said they were going to do it. Like I'm getting a new more of reality based. Uh, uh, oh, my God. Saints Row, I couldn't think of the name of the franchise that I love very much. Uh, like that would be cool. Um, there, I already know we, I, we've got a kick-ass Ninja Turtle game coming. Uh, like, so may, I mean, maybe we'll get like a Casey Jones or Splinter announcement there. I think that might be possible. Uh, you know, there's not a ton that like, it's going to be, something's going to, it's going to be unexpected. Like something that I have no ideas about to, to be hitting. But right now, like all of my God of Wars coming, we, we know that like, it's just. I don't I don't know what to expect, like Grand Theft Auto six or maybe even like a Red Dead three um, or uh, uh, whatever Netherrealm's next game is going to be. 
that would probably be the other mm, that nice. would be that would be the other big one of like if we get an injustice three or um maybe a marvel game because he's you know ed Bo- which ed boone whatever he says is bullshit he just trolls because he he he, like he just shaggy for mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah just anything so like that that would probably like my, my realistic expect like once would be aw trailer nether realms next game those would be solid i would like both of those very much holden you got anything yeah here's this is kind of a an odd one actually it's not so much about the game awards but like the meta of it i feel like well I'm, i just went to open critic and i'm like what are kind of the some like the best reviewed games so far this year and three games kind of stick out to me, which is Death Store, Psychonauts 2, and Deathloop. Death, Death Store isn't a first-party Microsoft game, but technically Deathloop is a first-party Microsoft game, even though it's not on a like, Microsoft console. It's made by you know uh, Arcane. And Psychonauts is uh, obviously a Microsoft-exclusive game. And I feel like those games have the opportunity to be in the Game of the Year category. I mean, really, like, what are some of the big Game of the Year games right now? They're going to do, like, five of them, I think. And I think those three games have the potential. And even if they don't make it into the Game of the Year category, they will, like, Death Sword absolutely is going to be on the top indie games of the year. Absolutely. And I feel like there's going to be a meta conversation of, like, wow, Microsoft, these, these acquisitions seem to finally be paying off. Like, look at them having this serious presence in you know in the game awards i feel like that's going to be a a big thing yep i can see that also wouldn't be surprised death loop wins i think so yeah we got to see what happens by i don't know when see i don't know when their deadline is normally it's like two or three weeks before the show so like halo infinite won't be allowed to be in there because that comes out but uh yeah i'm trying to think the rest of the year I think we've got most of the big ones out of the way, besides you know like annual stuff. But that normally yeah, Advance Wars doesn't make the cutoff either, and that would have won Game of the Year yeah, if it had sure. made the cut. Yeah, I do like Advance Wars. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm very, so pumped for it. Yeah. Uh, so for me, I do kind of related. It's in Microsoft Theater. Um, we last time they were in person, we got straight up. They were like, "Oh, here's a Series X. Like, here's the release." So I think that there's definitely going to be another Xbox Microsoft kind of tie-in. Um, mm-hmm. So it could be something as like today on Game Pass, a big game or like another a, a big game coming out is on Game Pass day one. And like they do some kind of announcement like that. You know, I don't think this game specifically, but it's something of like, oh, Dying Light 2 is on Game Pass day one. You know, I don't think that game specifically, but yeah, something like that caliber. Yeah. yeah, something like a big announcement that isn't a first Saints party Row game. day one on Game Pass. That'd be awesome. I like <laughs> um, I think we definitely get some sort of you know, Microsoft announcement because of course they have the theater and Jeff and Phil seem to be good buddies or whatever. Uh it seems like a, a good idea. Maybe a Redfall trailer, something like that. I think oh, we're yeah. get some I think it's a, a way for Microsoft to show here's some stuff we got coming up in, in the near future. Is, what do they show is, the Starfield's trailer? If you can have the Starfield thing. Because I mean is, that game's coming out in November. E3 would be kind of late to have like the reveal of that game. It's actually something they might but I don't know, Bethesda, December might work after that. They did that with Fallout. They were like five months, play this game. We never talked about it before. <laughs> They've already announced it this time though. Well yeah, this time's already announced. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Is Game Awards before the Halo or Halo comes out before Game Awards though, don't they? Halo come out before. It is before, before? Okay. it's a day before. It's like December eighth is Halo, right? And this is December 9th? Yeah, this is ninth, yeah. Okay, then never mind. Because I was going to say, like, it would be kind of if they because we already know that Halo Infinite isn't launching complete because, uh, you know, it's not going to have the the co-op campaign. It's not going to have the forge. So 
something like that. So it would be entirely possible like, hey, so you're enjoying Halo Infinite. Here's a trailer for The Forge, you know, mm-hmm. that is going to be coming yeah. out uh, down the line. Uh, also, if it's if we are only getting, you know, multiplayer campaign, um, what do they call them, verticals out mm-hmm. there, that would be an interesting time to be like, oh, and also, by the way, December next year, whenever they want to put it out, there's your trailer for the Halo Battle Royale. Yep, you could. I could yeah, see I something from Hellblade, because we haven't seen that game since the Game Awards yeah. a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. They're working uh, on so much stuff. Like, you, like thinking back to Microsoft's E3 conference of just, like, I genuinely think that might be the most stacked, like, amount of announcements because, you know, they hired all those game studios and now we're finally getting to see what, you know, what they're going to, what they're working on. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that they will have multiple trailers because, you know, we got a lot of little teasers and sure, things aren't going to be coming out, you know, in 2022, even maybe even 2023. But like you can start kind of getting deeper looks into the things that are coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think Hellblade 2 is farther away than it seems. I don't know why they announced so early, because like looking at Hellblade 2, they've said that's a Series X exclusive game. And then looking at their other thing they're working on, um, pro- is it Project Mara? The one where it's like all in one apartment. apartment or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And like looking at, so like the, this is again, just me speculating, being crazy here, but like looking at the facial animations in Hellblade 2, that like definitively looks next gen to me. Whereas looking at the facial animations very briefly that they showed in the Project Mara trailer, I'm like, that looks like it could be running on an Xbox One. So I, because of that, I feel like Project Mara is going to come out first. And then Hellblade 2 will come after that. And I thought they would have to be spaced out to some degree. But then again, like Insomniac released, what, like two, um, three games in like six months or something like that. Or like seven months, like ridiculousness. So maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong there. Um, but I would like to see Hellblade 2, though. I'm very excited about, about that. Here's a wild card. This is crazy. Like, this is probably not going to happen. But I'm hopeful, and it could happen is that we get continuous, boring Warframe trailers throughout the entirety of the Game Awards. You're going like to get at minimum one or two. Yeah, At least five. <laughs> it feels like five that game has an unnecessarily large presence at the Game Awards every year. <laughs> always there. Never, it's always this one's probably just yeah. a joke, is that they had to be around. Uh, yeah. So Nintendo also <laughs> normally has something at the Game Awards, correct? Yeah, they usually have a presence, yeah. So I don't I know they just had a direct, but we'll probably get a a shocker of a thing. Maybe maybe Breath of the Wild 2 uh, release date. Maybe that's what they have at Game Awards. I think the biggest mic drop thing they could do, Metroid Prime 4, and just show something of it. Boom. Yeah. Again, Boom. here we are. Or Metroid Prime uh, Remaster Collection <laughs> would be cool, too. Uh, yeah. so my only thing for Sony is because we just had the showcase and I don't, and all those games seem like they're, I mean, most of them are kind of far away. So I don't know. I'm sure that they have something they could show, but I don't. What's I'm the, sure uh, everyone's got something. Is what I'm, yeah. What's Sony? the, um, I don't remember the name of the mode because I, I haven't played these games. Uh, the Last of Us multiplayer. Factions. Oh, um, factions. Faction? Maybe they yeah. could show something from factions, you know, if, if that's because, mm-hmm. or do we even like, because it hasn't been canceled. It was no. just like they were just hiring like a month ago. <laughs> like, yeah, they, they have they have just definitively said they're working on a multiplayer game. Yeah. And even mm-hmm. in like the most recent like job listing thing, they even said like wink wink or something like that, like nudge nudge, yeah. like 
like basically saying like yeah it's it's last of us like you know we know just we're not saying it it's unspoken um the, here's the, the 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 weird thing with sony is they trademarked playstation experience this year playstation experience mm-hmm. has always been like a december big playstation event and i feel like if they're going to do a big playstation event in december they wouldn't want to be at the game awards at the same time or maybe they'll use game awards as like a some naughty dog will be at you know PlayStation Experience. Look forward next week, kind of thing. Yeah, so I don't, it's on I a Thursday. Maybe do it on the Saturday afterwards or Saturday Sunday afterwards, something like that. I don't know. Just... Yeah, yeah. So it, it total mystery. I have no idea. But if they're not doing game experience, they should take they could they should take advantage of Game Awards. Why wouldn't they? It's yeah, the, probably the biggest audience of the entire year in terms of you know. I just look at the trailers, and yeah, I think it's like good call. Like factions, we know they're working on it. They've been working on it for a while because it seems like they were making that in conjunction with Last of Us Part Two, and then realized it's a bigger project, so they split off into multiple teams. Mm-hmm. And we now know they have multiple teams. That's part of the like two hundred million dollar investment Sony made in their own studios. Like part of that was to make a new team at Naughty Dog. So like they're they've probably been working on it for a while. Like it's got to be ready to show at some point. And I'm pumped. I can't yeah. wait to see what that's show something. Like. Yeah. Uh, and my last big one, just because we have to do it, even though I'm not a, the biggest fan of the guy. But Kojima and Jeff Keighley are best friends in real life. Um, they should be stepbrothers. <laughs> uh, and I think that we finally get announcement for Kojima's next project. I know it was rumored that he was supposed to be working with Microsoft on something. I don't know if that's necessarily what it is, but I think whatever Kojima Productions is doing next will get some sort of yeah the game awards because again they're literally best friends in the world so (laughs) when i was uh looking into the blue box stuff i went really really deep in the rabbit hole in that one and uh one of the things that um that i found was um like these are quotes from kojima so this isn't like a you know you know it's actually going to be hassan karma on there or something like that but one of the things kojima is talking about one is he wants to make a horror game two he says that he wants to um he's interested in episodic because he kind of feels like that's where things are going to start going and he's very interested in that as a medium. And when you listen to his really odd conversation with Jeff Keighley at um, Summer Games Fest, where he's like talking about 9-11 and like all this random crap, part of what he was saying in there was, well, things in the world are changing so much. I always try to predict what happens in the future, like, you know, in you know t- 20 years or so. And I want to make games for that to speak to that moment. And I even played a lot of Kojima games, but apparently he's done a pretty good job at that. Especially with Death Stranding, which was like about people isolating because of a huge, you know, global catastrophe. It's like, holy shit, a year later, like that literally happened. We're all isolated from each other because of a global catastrophe. Um, I feel like he was saying like he wants to do episodic games to be more current because the world is changing so much and all of that. So it would make sense that he has something episodic and works. And where I'm going with this is Death Stranding came out in 2019. Right. I don't think that for the past two years, they've been making Death Stranding director's cut. Because that is a smaller director's cut than Ghost of Tsushima and Ghost of Tsushima's director's cut was done in one year. It's like, what have they been doing for the past two years? It's like if he's working on something episodic, he might be ready to show something. And the Microsoft thing, I don't think interferes with that because Microsoft, everything that Jeff Krebs said is that Microsoft wants Kojima to make an original game with xCloud in mind, which means and the, the point of that too is that there's no game pitch involved. There's no game pitch involved. There is no game. They haven't started anything yet. They're just negotiating and figure they want to do something. So like, that's far off, whatever that is. So he's been doing something for the past few years. What is that? I 
I have no idea. We'll see. Jeff Keeley knows. But it's knows. not blue and it's not going to be in a box. That's something if, I think we could be certain of right now. <laughs> I get the sense that Jeff Keeley so desperately wants Kojima to like him. <laughs> but I I feel like it's they're not like texting every day. They're not like it, I feel like there's a lot of left on red and just like, yes, I am friends <laughs> with you for publicity. Like, I don't know. There's just a vibe that like Kojima never genuinely seems excited whenever he's like on stage for stuff like that. Yeah. I just it's it's such a weird like that whole relationship is so weird to me. Um, I don't know. So I don't know if they. Like I don't know if they really want to get behind marketing and like start building a bunch of hype for a Kojima project when like that director's cut isn't out yet. Like, because I feel like people will. I feel like people will stop. Is it? Is it out? Yeah, it's. I bought it. It's out. Yeah. Oh, it's the director. The Death Stranding right. is. Oh, yeah. yep. see, I don't. Death Stranding was so out of my wheelhouse. I didn't. I was not. Right there with you. Paying any sort of attention to it at all. So then, never mind. My. This entire point uh, is null and void. Then yes, then yeah, it's entirely possible, especially if it's something episodic and it can be put out sooner rather than later. And. But I also feel like Kojima is the kind of person that like he loves movies so much that I don't know if he would want to put out something episodic unless it was guaranteed that whatever that next episode is going to be or those next two episodes aren't going to hit on time. Because mm-hmm. we, well, I don't remember the, was it, it wasn't Life is Strange, I don't think. But there was like the, that episodic release where it was like between episodes like one and two or two and three, there was a pretty big delay and it totally derailed all the momentum. Telltale, I think, they had that problem with the, one of the Walking Dead seasons, I think. Yeah, yeah it might have been. Yeah, so it was one of those. So I feel like he also was aware of that kind of running into that kind of problem. So yeah. uh, I'm not saying that the, the whole thing's going to be done and they're just going to release it, you know, a year at a time or whatever. But I feel like it, that's an assurance that he would need because also Kojima's just a wild dude. Like it's so, yeah, yeah maybe he is best friends with Jeff Keighley. He just, you know doesn't show I, it but he's like sending him cat memes and you know 9-11 conspiracy <laughs> theories or something every week but you know did you know that birds aren't real they're just government uh spies <laughs> like he's just like random stuff like that but i don't know i i do I think that say, would be probably the most exciting thing just because like which is weird yeah. to me because like metal gear solid games are great i hot take think that people romanticized pt too much like i genuinely believe that pt would have always been because of the way it was, the way it was released, the, you know, like it was a such a broke contained... up just there. PT was what? I'm sorry, I missed it. I think I, I think it. that PT was always going to be better than Silent Hills. Oh, OK. Oh, because it's because it's such a contained, short, perfect experience mm-hmm. that the longer a game goes, the more the wheel, there's a lot more room for error. How do you and keep so, the momentum of that one like experience going? Yeah. Exactly. And I think that no matter what, like I think, and now that we never got to play the game, we don't know the final project. Cause maybe it would have been the best game of all time. It would have been the, uh, a new, like a stepping stone of horror games. Like it could have totally changed the genre. We'll never know. But all we have is just this one little look at how great PT was. So I think mm-hmm. people have romanticized silent. I should have said they romanticized silent Hills a lot more. Um, so, but I think if he if this next game comes out and it doesn't, and especially with how divisive Death, Strand, uh, Death Stranding was, I think now he's kind of hurt his not hurt his stock, but like people are going to be a little bit more wary about the next Kojima announcement. 
It's like, all right, it's going to be weird. It's going to have movie stars. Uh, when's he just going to make a movie finally? <laughs> yeah, because you was this enigma because like with you know, Destiny, you're right. Like it was divisive, but I don't it is still like ran well. It still like was a like well-made game. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's not going to like have the bad blood of say like cyberpunk or Mass Effect Andromeda Anthem, sure. which had these like big like technical problems. But I do think it's going to have that. Let's wait and see with with Kojima. And maybe mm-hmm. episodic makes it easier for him to deal with because, like, he does this episode one and it's like crazy and weird and it doesn't quite like work for people, but then he can tailor and use that feedback to make episode two like you know, uh, better based on that feedback. And then reviewers will still review it because it's Kojima and it's still gonna like sell well enough. And mm-hmm. they say, like, Oh my god, 10 out of 10, he fixed everything. Like, it in you know, who knows? Who knows? Even if it wasn't a ton of fun to play. The way episode one ended, I have to have episode two. Like yeah, it's, it's gonna, yeah. it, it might, it, it could end, it very well could end up being like one of those. Yeah. Also, on the Microsoft note, I would like to feel, or like to believe that uh, Kojima and Keeley come as a bundled package if Microsoft is signing <laughs> a deal with them. <laughs> they have to cut her. He's got to, he's <laughs> got to come along. Sorry, you have no. Yeah. He gets a plus one to every Microsoft event. Yeah, <laughs> and it's always <laughs> Keeley. That's great. Well, um. Chad's not here, so we don't have a game on game show because I don't even know. I don't have the creative capacity to make a game show about video games. I was like, maybe 20 questions. Like, fuck, why? No, I'm just not going to get out of here. What am I doing here? Uh, (laughs) Thank you, everybody, for listening to Respawn Aim Fire. Uh, Go to patreon.com slash Respawn Aim Fire to vote on Barf Game for the month. Play with us each week on game nights. Uh, Cool wallpapers, all the stuff. Patreon.com slash Respawn Aim Fire. This month's barf, I just came hot off the presses. The poll came down. We're playing Prince of Persia 2008. That is the barf game for the month of October. So everybody play your Prince of Persias. Do your wall runs in reverse time. And it's in cell shaded, so it's real pretty and real nice. It's a fun game. It should be, should be a good time. I think it's fun. It runs great on Switch. Is that it's game not on Switch. It's not on so. Switch, but I, I don't know how hard this is going to be. It would run great on Switch. Yeah, it would run great on Switch. I don't know how hard or easy this game is to get, but hey, figure it out. Didn't, didn't they just, didn't they either release the remake of the trilogy or like, but something went sideways there or I did it? Part of the trilogy. I think, I think this is just. Time. I think yeah, it's just. Oh, okay. Time. I'm thinking of Sands of Time. Sorry. Yeah, this is no just worries. Prince of Persia reboot 2008. So good oh, luck okay. finding that one, people. I mean, I'm sure it's on Steam for like two dollars <laughs> or whatever. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Xbox uh, probably has it too with backwards compatibility. Yeah, I'm sure it's backwards. I might own it backwards compatible. Mm-hmm. Oh God, I don't know. Those 360 games are cheap. On by the way, like I got the Mass Effect games I, before Legendary Edition was announced. It's like six bucks per game. What a great yeah, deal! That's nothing. Before Especially, Legendary Edition, at least. Yeah, go to GameStop and just buy it off the bargain bin for two bucks. Not a big deal. All right, so. <laughs> That'll be it for today's episode. Thank you guys for joining me. It's been awesome. It's a great Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we might see more of Holden in the future, like maybe next week. Um, so definitely that. Metroid Dread comes out next week. Yeah. I've been demanding since I left. I will be here for Metroid Dread. <laughs> yeah, talk about Metroid. And I'll sit back here and drink a whiskey the whole time. Oh, bourbon. I'm from Kentucky, not whiskey. Uh, thank you. I apologize for- in advance. <laughs> oh, I want to hear about it. I'm not going to play it, but I want to hear about it. Um, actually, if you, if you, sell me on it i might have to go buy another switch play metroid dread and then sell my switch again that's my uh, mission 
I'll tell you how much Metroid Dread is just like XCOM 2, and that's why you need to buy it. You've oh, already God. got me. You've got me. <laughs> he's, right, lying. You. he's lying. I know he's lying. I know he's lying. <laughs> uh, thank you, Asa. Thank you, Holden. And we will see you guys next week. Bye.